0: Right, all right. Welcome back, line, Back in action, attacking the speakers from the field to the bleachers. This is the third and three podcast presented by the Sports Column and brought to you by Reebok. It's 7 o'clock and it's time to rock, so let the action begin. We have a very fun field football show lined up you with some NFL trivia. Each team's GOAT in the NFL, that's all-time, a little AFC North preview and predictions the players we think are going to have really big comebacks this season, and we're also going to go over like the top 20 or so wide receivers in the league, give our opinions on that. And here to take the lead on all of that, and sure to bring the layups as well, is the real deal, Damian Adams. And right now, introducing our newest member, D, of the 3rd and 3 squad. L.A. brought us in the house. Also, before 3rd and 3 was the Root for Sports podcast, and you love numbers over here, 3, 4, whatever it is, L.A. and I co-hosted a show back man it feels like forever ago but it wasn't that long ago man i got both of you guys in the house
1: d what's up man what's good doing good man just another wednesday night ready to talk some football you know Mm it always makes the wednesday nights better so i'm ready to get into it
0: yeah that's what i'm saying little wednesday night therapy little wednesday night football and la is here not making his debut to the show but officially first debut Third and three podcast, man. I mean, he's always been in the family, but now, you know, we like actually have his signature written down. So, you know, his life is paid away to third and three now. We love you, man. What's up, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Thanks for having me again. Thanks, everybody, uh, you know, to y'all and uh, to Nikki for, you know, accepting me into the family officially, officially. So definitely grateful. And, uh, and, you know, and, you know, I'm just I'm just ready to get the work, man. Talk to y'all. Do some things on the sports scene, man, and hopefully we can um we can break some more barriers, man, and keep on going. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, with uh with Root for Sports, man, we we were definitely ahead of our time. Um, our, you know, I remember uh you know being on there with you celebrating your like 60th birthday. you we... <laughs> <laughs> I love they it. Look, look, y'all. In case you didn't know, Jason is old. So I mean, <laughs> it is what it is.
0: <laughs> oh, man, well, look, obviously you get got an honesty with L.A. He ain't going to BS you on nothing right now because that's the truth. I am old, and I got gray in my beard, but I buzz it to keep it looking cooler, right? So got a little bit of that, you know, salt and pepper action going on. It's so good. It's so good. Yes, L.A. is here, baby. Root for Sports is, like, coming back third and three. It's fourth and four. But now L.A. is going to be doing a lot of writing. Obviously, that's his bread and butter. But he also does podcasting, man. He knows this stuff. So he's going to be doing a lot of third and three. Not just filling in, but on the show as well throughout the NFL season. And we're going to talk a lot of NFL right now. We are ready to roll. My name is Jason Fearman, the sports prophet on the mic with you every Wednesday night. We'll do our best to get by without Tricky Nikki. Yes, she is the boss. We don't want to disappoint her. So we're going to do our best for you, Nikki. I'm going to try now, Nikki. I'm going to do it your style, but I'm going to still bring sports back into it. All right. So no doubt you are missed tonight's show, but best believe L.A. is going to bring the noise, baby, like public enemies. So let's freaking go. All right, all right, all right. Meatworks, neighborhood news time. Let's do it. High quality meat straight to your door. Meatworks is an online custom butchery with the highest quality cuts produced by American farmers. Oh, and I love that stuff, man. Members customize their own box or select from one of the curated boxes. 10 to 20% off USDA prime beef compared to shopping at local butchers or grocery stores wherever you go. So, with Meatworks, you will always be eaten great meat. just go to third and we'll take care of you over there all right lots of NFL guys we're gonna talk right now and I posted something a few days ago <clears throat> on Twitter and people thought that I actually made it I'm like no I don't know how to do graphics like that it was this thing which each NFL's team's goat so people are coming at me like oh He shouldn't be the goat for that you shouldn't be the goat. I'm like I didn't write it I didn't write it I just put it up there so I wanted to get you guys damn opinions so there you go and it got a lot of action so I figured we talk about it a little bit over here. Because there are a few teams that are questionable i wish i had it up on the screen right now but i don't know how to do that like la said i'm old so i really can't figure out how to do these things on the computer side technicalities over here but starting with atlanta real quick and i'm not going in alphabetical order by any means and d this is a team that you hate so you'll love to answer this question they got julio jones as the goat for that team i guess you can go matt ryan michael vick anybody else come to mind or do you think they got it right
1: uh, Julio's not a bad choice. You can definitely go Matt Ryan though, for sure. You know, a quarterback right. that led him to their, you know, Super Bowl appearance here in the most recent one where you yep. know, they lost, 20, they lost that 28 to three lead. You have to throw that in there and remind <laughs> okay. that, yeah. that, that that happened for sure. Uh, but yeah, Julio Jones could definitely be the right answer there. I wouldn't go Vic just because Vic definitely probably had the biggest impact as far as culture as because he just went with Atlanta. Right. Yeah, like yeah, being there just was the perfect match until, of course, you know, the whole dogfighting thing happened. But Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, I would go with those two and maybe you could throw Deion in there as well. Just the best talent mm-hmm. they ever had. Yeah, that's interesting. Right. Yeah, But he wasn't there long enough to really stamp himself in this conversation. So mm-hmm. I, I have no problem with Julio Jones being the answer there because he's definitely a Hall of Fame receiver. Uh, and with Matt Ryan, he's kind of on the edge if you want to talk about Hall of Fame. So if you want to put a Hall of Famer there, Julio Jones is your best bet.
0: I like it. That's an interesting one with Matt Ryan being in the Hall of Fame when he actually uh, hangs up his cleats over there. I'd like to talk about that one, um, getting to one Super Bowl, not getting the job done. And I don't know if he's going to with the Colts, even though he's got a really good chance. But L.A., getting, don't want to get away from that too much. Um, yeah, Michael Vick, Deion Sanders, I don't know, because, look, he played for them, the Niners, the Cowboys, and then he finished with the Redskins and the Ravens. That really doesn't make a difference. But I don't know. Would you consider because Because think he was there for, what, his first four or five years of his career, or do you, would you go to Julio Jones?
2: Well, all right, let's go ahead and be honest here. We're talking about a a mid team, okay? <laughs> and when, uh and, we're, and when we're talking about a mid team, we have to think about the best player on a mid team and uh I'm not I don't have a problem with Julio Jones whatsoever. Um I know you brought up Deion, but when everybody thinks Deion, they think Cowboys. Um, you know, honestly, let's be real.
0: Unfortunately. Um,
2: yeah, and with Matt Ryan, he's always just going to have that 28 to three stigma on his name. So I, I, I really, like I said, we're thinking about a mid team right now, man. And I really, I really don't have nobody else to really give, give to you that Uh I can think about.
0: Yeah. I guess, I guess it's to be true. You know, it depends on again, what you think of and you know, how long somebody's career is over there. And I guess super bowl, does come into it obviously. So there's a lot of different things. All right. Um, you know, I think the Cardinals got it right with Fitzgerald. Ray Lewis for Baltimore. I'm not going to argue that. Bills, Bruce Smith, I can't argue it. But if somebody went ahead and threw Thurman Thomas in there, that wouldn't piss me off either. But Bruce Smith, I mean, all-time sack leader. So but I think, D, they got it right with that one, huh?
1: Yeah, I would go Bruce Smith there. Uh, a
2: few years from now, it'll probably be Josh Allen. Oh, uh, maybe. But yeah.
1: Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Smith for now.
2: Yeah, that's, All right. like, that's what I was going to say. Like, that that name can definitely change in a few years.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one. I like that. All right, cool, cool. Carolina Panthers, that's an interesting one. I would say they got Steve Smith Sr. there, L.A. That's – I would say I would probably, yeah, because he was more productive for a longer period of time over, I guess, Cam Newton would be the other one. Cam Newton did take him to a Super Bowl. Steve Smith did go to a Super Bowl, with Jake Delhomme as the quarterback. I don't know. It's interesting. What What do
2: you think? Um, I think like bringing up what D said, uh, I mean, yeah, what uh, what Damien said about um, you know, with like how he was talking about how like Mike Vick embodied Atlanta. With, yeah. When I think Steve Smith, you know, I think Carolina, like he really embodied them, he he carried the weight for the team, uh, you know, throughout their years, you know, even when they had success and when they didn't have success. Um, so honestly. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at Steve Smith being there at all. And then again, if Steve Smith listens to the show, please don't, you yeah. know, I'm saying you so you don't like beat us up or nothing. Like yeah. That. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. somebody I wouldn't mess with. I'll tell you that right now. Right. Yeah. You know, if we're doing dinner fight club, I'm definitely taking him in, in, you know, with me to back him up in a fight. He may be 5'10, 5'11, but that dude can scrap. There's no doubt. No, no doubt. Show. Yeah. So I'm kind of with L.A. on that one. D. don't want to mess with Steve Smith, you know, now senior on this one. But that's probably the right answer. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I would go Steve Smith senior as well. Same argument for why went Julio over Matt Ryan. Cam Newton's not gonna be a Hall of Famer. I think Steve Smith senior has a chance to be in that's the Hall a Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah. So if you're going to go with the GOAT for your team, you want it to be a Hall of Famer. So I'm gonna go Steve Smith senior there.
0: Steve Smith better be in the hall of freaking fame. I mean, you know, it's we see Lou threw it out there a few days ago. Where does he rank? You know, like all time. Uh, did you guys catch that on Twitter at all? I'm C I Lou is yeah. putting up so many
1: different rankings, man. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I <miss> so. <laughs> yeah.
0: We love you, Chris. We love you, baby. Oh man. I but think yeah, you know, man. so some people were saying top 20, some went top 30, and then some kind of outrageous, he's like top 50. I'm like, boom. Okay, I'm like, that's a little bit too. And then I start thinking about him, like, he may be a top 25 receiver of all time. And you think about all that he's done.
2: It's very, yeah, I was gonna say maybe like 20, 25 to 30 is not egregious at all. Um, but if, yeah, if you're talking about like 50, like, nah, that's
0: crazy, crazy, right? And and and, you know, we're talking about a long history in the NFL, a lot of great wide receivers, and he belongs in you know, that upper echelon. He he better be in the hall of fame at some point. So all right, uh, Chicago got it right, Walter Payton, and I think the Bengals got it right with Anthony Munoz. Um, yeah. I don't think there's any better player in the history of that organization. That's,
1: that's going to change in a few years as well. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, right. Could it could mm-hmm. be either
0: Joe or Jamar? It could be either one of them. Gosh, yeah. who knows?
1: Uh,
0: yo, your team, uh, LA, Jim Brown. I mean, can you really argue with that?
2: <laughs> uh, I actually can. Uh, really? Okay. It's, oh, it's, it's not. It's not. A popular name that too many people know unless you know your history, but I could also throw Otto Graham on there too.
0: Wow, that's okay. all right. Now, with the, we're talking some real history, right?
2: Yeah, because he, uh, I mean, he got us all our national championships before there was a Super Bowl. Oh. Uh, if you look at his record, his record is immaculate, like his winning percentage is crazy. Um, they were like actually dominating. I don't have a problem with Jim Brown whatsoever because, of course. Everybody knows him because of the fact of how he not only played football, but then also like what he did off the field, too. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as his popularity there. But yeah, I, I honestly can argue Otto Gramner.
0: That that's you know what you certainly can. There's no doubt. Yeah, and the, but you know you bring in like cultural significance and things that he did for his community, Jim Brown, and that's you know that goes so. Remember, well, I don't remember. Obviously, I wasn't alive at the point. But him on, and man, K- you he know in, he, was you
2: <laughs> he, was right, he was right there. Seen Rosa Parks get off the bus and everything. Come on, man. <laughs>
0: This is exactly why he's here, folks. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love it. Yo, you're killing me. Oh, my God. All right. How about them Cowboys? Emmitt Smith, all-time leading rusher. I don't think he's the best player, you know Damian, but all-time leading rusher. It's kind of hard to argue. I mean, but there are so many great players in that franchise. Would you go Irvin? I mean, Aikman, starback I mean, I don't know, man. What do you think?
1: I think Emmitt Smith is the right answer because yeah. he's an all-time leading rusher and how long he was with the franchise. Michael Irvin probably is the best player to ever mm-hmm. play for him, uh,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: because of his longevity, I would go with Emmitt Smith.
0: Yeah, man, and that's the biggest one that people came, again, at me as if I made this list, and they were like, no, Emmitt Smith. If definitely you were, not- it
1: would be it probably be Michael Irvin because I know how much you love Michael Irvin.
0: Yeah, probably. I do. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> playmaker, man. I mean, as much as I can love a Dallas Cowboy, I mean, for God's sake, but it's hard for me to argue that one, Ellen. I can't really argue it.
2: All right, y'all might hate me for this, but I can see what y'all saying with Michael Irvin. He just needs chapstick. Um, <laughs> his, lips, his lips are always ashy, but um, that's, that's another conversation. But no, uh, <laughs> I gotta agree with Damien. <laughs> Damien loose it. <laughs> Losing it. <laughs> nah, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta, really I gotta stupid, agree. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta agree with Damien. No, like, uh, Emin Smith is the right answer. They did have a lot of uh, great players to come through. I mean, again, we have to hit you up for that knowledge since you know, when they were when last time the Cowboys were great, yeah. you were right there. That's you true. I'm saying to be able to see it, so yeah. uh, so uh, but yeah, nah, um, yeah, nah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not changing Emmett.
0: Yeah, 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 there we go, Emmett, uh Maybe George T would like to argue that with us and bring him back on. Broncos, Elway, Lions, Barry Sanders. Green Bay, they have Aaron Rodgers. I think he's the best player that's been in Green Bay. I'm not, you know, I can go back to, again, you know, when I was just born in 1966 with Bart Starr and those guys. But, you yeah. know, I'm not that crazy. Yeah, but, no, I, Aaron Rodgers, that works for me, uh, and I'm cool with that one.
1: Yeah, if you're not going with Aaron Rodgers, because you don't like him. It's not because of it's on the true. football field. Mm. Yeah, it's because you've got a whole problem with him and the, the man bun and <laughs> <laughs> being uh, immunized instead of vaccinated. You have an issue with yeah, that when you get on the football field. But when it comes down to the football field, Aaron Rodgers is the best Packer ever, for sure.
0: He's the be- I'm telling you, and Elliot, I remember first seeing him when he came in in this Cowboy game uh, it was 2007, I think it was. I'm trying to remember the year exactly. But I think it was 2007. Again, Brett Favre always in and out of the lineup. But he just came in and lit up the Cowboys' defense. And the Packers said, you know what? That's it. Brett's out. You can keep retiring all you want. We're going with Aaron Rodgers. And ever since then, man, he's been one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen play. So I got to go with him.
2: Yeah, I mean, for I really hate the Packers for this because there's so many franchises out there that really – they go for years and years and years, as you know with, my, with with the Browns. We we look for a quarterback for years and years and years, and then these jokers go from Brett Favre right to Aaron Rodgers. You ain't kidding, man. Like, come
0: on, man. <laughs> it's that, that is ridiculous, really. I mean, to, to have quarterbacks play really for that long, and when Rodgers is gone, they're gonna get lucky somehow and get the next best thing. You know, which just yeah. just gonna happen. But they're only gonna win one Super Bowl because that apparently <laughs> stigmated with uh, these. <laughs> They're quarterbacks. All right. um, Houston, J.J. Watt? I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I I don't know. I'm thinking, like, Andre Johnson could be in that conversation right there.
1: Um, What what do you think, D? I would go J.J. Watt slightly over Andre Johnson because J.J. Watt in those first five years was just – it was ridiculous what JJ was doing was those first few years. Like it was mm-hmm. crazy when he was healthy. With three-time Defensive Player of the Year, yeah, year with 20 sacks, like, and the things that he did when he wasn't getting sacks, all the blocks of the line of scrimmage, the interceptions, like playing tight end at times, getting touchdowns. Like, I think we're starting to forget how good he was when he was healthy. Like, dude's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think Andre Johnson gets in as well. He's definitely somebody who's underrated because he played on some bad Houston teams. He played a right. uh, pick six, Matt Swab. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you think about the impact the player had on that team, I got to go with J.J. Watt slightly over Andre Johnson.
0: I get it because you're right. I mean, during that time, again, healthy is the key word. He was yeah. unstoppable. I mean, again, like I said, three time defensive player of the year He was considered for like MVP a couple of times. Like before Aaron Donald, there was J.J. Watt. So I get it. Um, I'm not mad at it, but I wouldn't be upset if they considered somebody else. But LA, what do you think?
2: Uh no, you got an argument with Johnson. Um I think we were just debating that in a, a Twitter space. Um yeah, it was Johnson
0: versus someone. Um damn, it was another wide receiver. Why can't it? It wasn't Calvin Johnson, it was Andre Johnson versus uh
2: uh man, I can't even remember, but we uh, were just we, we were just debating that and um I think it, it might have been in Ashley's uh Sports the Dark. I can't remember what room it was, but um but I definitely I definitely like Johnson. Um but as you guys said like we didn't see i mean the way that JJ Watt came on the scene was crazy mm-hmm. and then and, and then i know y'all talking about health and stuff but the man actually did play through a lot of his injuries like like a lot too cuz yeah, i yeah. mean in my in my recent memory like i can remember that iconic photo of him stretching out his arms and he got that arm brace on or whatever yeah. that brace was that he was wearing um you know he was still going at it and i mean Man, when you talk about dominance, man, like that, that was some dominant stuff, especially for, uh, you know, because, you know, the Texans was an expansion team, man. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't see, we didn't really see too many good people on their team like that. And then it was like J.J. Watt came along and just. Right. Just wrecked it. Yeah.
1: Now, he's (laughs) definitely one of the toughest players of all time, for sure. Even last year, coming back from the injury where he had like three separate injuries on his left arm is a labrum. Mm -hmm bicep and tricep day tour came back mm-hmm. to play in the playoffs like that's, that's he's a he's absolutely crazy when it comes to football his toughness and what he was able to do when absolutely healthy was just crazy
0: mm-hmm. guys make a good point and la used to, i think it may be a real key word there dominance um so yeah he was probably the most dominating player at his position in houston texan history so i can get on board with that um chiefs Tony Gonzalez, again, that's probably going to be a different answer in a couple of years also, if not already. <laughs> Patrick Williams, I mean, come on. He's amazing. Jacksonville's an
1: interesting one, but I think they probably got it right. Fred Taylor, D. Ooh, that's a that's a tough one. My man, MJD, sitting right
0: there. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Who's the running back?
1: MJD or Fred Taylor? Wow. Okay. Talk I mean, to me, that's bro. Tough, talk to me. That's what I'm saying. That's a tough one, because Fred Taylor was an absolute monster athletically. He's another one who, when it came to staying healthy, it was a big thing for him. But, Mm -hmm. man, he was a monster. But Maurice Jones drew human bowling ball, could do it all from from running the ball, catching out the backfield, great blocker. He was one of the people that blew up people. Like, they came to Bliss, he blew them up when they came back there. Uh, You also can throw in Mark Brunel. You're talking about those early years of the Jaguars and when they were successful, they were upsetting Denver in the playoffs and stuff like that. Mark Brunel is a big part of that, you know, mm-hmm. they have they have like a sneaky good history to say they haven't really won anything like they have a sneaky history where you're like, OK, Jacksonville from time to time has done things. And then they'll go through these dry spouts like they're in now. Right. But they have a good history. But Fred Taylor, I'm not mad at it at all, but I would just throw Maurice Jones drew in there as uh, another candidate. No,
0: I I dig it. Uh, that's that's fair. I like that you said Mark Brunell. He's a forgotten guy. So is, like, <clears throat> Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith, Keenan McCardell. I feel like that whole foursome are, you know, basically forgotten. But I like that right there, too. MJD, that's really interesting, man. And, wow. All
2: right. Okay. All right. What do you think, LA? Uh, I really can't. I, I was trying to, like, just go off the top of the head without, like, looking it up. But I was just thinking, like, more so. Didn't Fred, like, have, like, a the, he had a longer career, right? So maybe that's why he's there over at MJD?
0: Maybe, or maybe because he was, like, the first really good running back they had in their short history. I mean, I remember the, that 1999 season where they basically ended Dan Marino's career, and they beat him 62-7 to in the playoffs. I mean, they just absolutely robbed him, Jacksonville. And they made this incredible run. They were 14-2. and If memory serves, I, I hope I'm right. They were fourteen and two, and I swear to God, the only two games they lost that season were to the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Then in the playoffs, they played the Titans again and beat them. The Titans beat them three times that year. The only three losses that Jacksonville had were two in the regular season to Tennessee, and then one in the postseason to Tennessee. Because I know the Titans went on to play the Rams that year in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. Excuse me, and that was the first uh, you know show on turf sort of thing. So, wow, that's really interesting. Wow, I am old, holy shit. All right, uh, Raiders. Okay, real,
1: quick, real quick, Jay, just to like oh, yeah, put it in perspective. So Fred Taylor did have a longer career, like LA was saying, mm-hmm. but Maurice okay. Jones Drew had like a better prime. So when you look okay. at Maurice Jones Drew in his three best years, he got you over 1300 yards, led the league in 2011 with 1600 yards rushing. Uh, Ooh. And also was good at receiving the ball as well. Like I mentioned earlier, had almost 400 yards receiving, which back then was a lot for running back. Absolutely. Uh, Fred Taylor Taylor never got close to that receiving except for one year in 2002. Uh, But he had more thousand-yard seasons over his career and, played, like I said, did play longer. So it's a tough one if you want to go peak versus longevity on that one. But Fred Taylor's not a bad choice. Okay.
0: Go ahead, if I were you going to say, because I like that. That's some good backup evidence right there. I like that.
2: No, no, that's what I was doing. I was about to, like, look it up because I was, like, very curious. You know what I'm saying? I didn't yeah. want to be, like – I didn't want to, you know, just be shooting off the top of the head like that crazy. But, <laughs> I mean, no, that makes sense, though. I mean, because – and then again, too, like, you know, like, with, with, with Jones-Drew, like, you know, like, Fred Taylor kind of, like, passed him the baton because, you know, they was on the team at the same time and everything. Uh was, it like, one of those nice little duos back then as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so, you know, I mean, in and, and – jo- Jones Drew definitely did have a tear. Like in his peak, he did he did go through and crush some people. Like so, um, but yeah, like I said, I don't have a problem with if you want to argue with Jones Drew or you know having Fred Taylor there, it's, it's fine with me.
0: All right, cool. No, I like it. I like it. And yeah, I'm double checking that Jacksonville was. Yeah, 14 and two that season, and the losses came to Tennessee. That's just amazing. Wow, unbelievable how that happens. Ooh, all right, let's go through a few more of these real quick. Um, I like the Chargers. They went with LaDainian Tomlinson. I think he's a top five running back of all time, so I got no problem there, Dean.
1: Yeah, the only other person I could think of is maybe Antonio Gates that you could throw in Ooh, there. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, Antonio Gates was definitely a monster. He's going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. Uh, but LaDainian Tomlinson, you could make an argument, is top five back of all time. Yeah, man. Uh, so it's it's hard to argue against him.
0: Yeah, some old timers might say Dan Fouts or Kellen Winslow, uh senior that would be. Uh, like me, I'm old, but uh, LA with uh, LT, LT Junior.
2: I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with LT. LT is actually one of my like top three favorite backs. Like personally, me too. Um, me like, too. I, I really like LT. Um, but I also got to show some love to Antonio Gates, man. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying he. You know, he went to Kent State up here in Ohio. Uh, took us to like the I think it was what the Sweet 16, or took them to the Sweet 16. Um, Not bad. You know what I'm saying? Before he went to the NFL. So um definitely got a lot of love for Antonio Gates. And uh, but but I'm not I'm 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 not mad at LT at all. No, hell of an athlete. Antonio,
1: Antonio Gates is a real cool, dude. Man, when I was in the Navy in San Diego, that's when he was with the Chargers. Got a haircut at the same place. Uh plenty of times when I was in line, about to get my hair cut. You know, as soon as he came in, though he skipped the line. Yeah. <laughs> I had to wait. Uh Gates is here, we gotta wait and get our hair cut. But now he would come in. And, he, and one thing I always noticed about him, he would always tip the barber. At that time, haircuts were a lot cheaper than they are now. I was like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. He would always leave like $200. And every time wow. the barber would act like he about to get him a change back, knowing that he was going to say, no, you can keep it. Right, so, right. So I it. <laughs> but I always did respect that. Like, OK, he's, you know, he's out here hooking him up for letting him skip the line and come through and get his haircut. And he was real cool. He always talked to everybody. He wasn't a big like, oh, you know, I'm a star and all that stuff. He talked, we rapped and everything. So like, he was a real cool dude.
0: I like that. I like that. That's really cool. I love when athletes don't get too high in themselves and they realize that they're just people just like everybody else. I've had the pleasure of meeting quite a few and some of them are really, really down to earth, man. And I love that. I really appreciate the hell out of that. No doubt. All right. But another thing about LT though, again, he's one. Of, I'm with you, Ellie. He's one of my favorite players, man. Not many people can look as incredibly sharp in a uniform as that guy. I mean, especially with the visor, like he wore an NFL uniform, like, like a freaking model or something like that. It was amazing and the speed, everything he displayed, unbelievable. uh Raiders yeah, went with. i People,
1: that's an underrated thing. People that look good in the uniform, like I think yeah. him, Cam Newton is somebody else who, like, when you saw. That's him, like, true. Okay, yeah, it's like okay. This well, they dude, got this some. Football.
2: They got some fire. They got some fire colors though. I mean, like their uniforms yeah. are nice. That's so,
0: yeah. It that adds on to it, you know. It does. I know. And, you know, Jerry Rice always looked great in his uniform. I, I'll be the first one to admit, the 49ers do not have the prettiest uniforms in the world. But he was so meticulous, Jerry Rice, that he honestly said, he's like, I needed to look good in order to play good. Like, look good, feel good, play good sort of thing. It's just it's a mentality,
1: man, you know? I love it. Yeah. Another I one you could it. add to the list is Vic, when he had that dark visor, a quarterback with a dark visor. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man. You know, yeah, Oh, oh, my God. When they had, like, them
0: really short, like, sleeves for the jerseys that came, like, all the – yo, Vic looks sick. <laughs> You're right, man. Yeah. You're right. It's a good call. That's a good call. I like that. Um, all right. Keep us in through a little bit. Um, Dan Marino for the Dolphins, obviously. Yeah. No uh, yeah. Uh, Minnesota, they got Randy Moss. I mean, he's probably the best player they ever had at any position. You know, I mean, people mention Frank Harkinson bringing them to Super Bowls, but he's nowhere near the player – Position for position that Randy Moss is right, LA.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, that that Randy Moss and uh, what was it, Chris Carter combo? Yeah, oh,
0: geez, Dante Cole pepper throwing the ball like 90 yards in the air. It was
2: nothing. (laughs) That was a nasty, like, little combo. I remember I would pick them, in and Matt, and like back in the day, and oh yeah, <laughs> and just and just and just run up the score. So yeah, I I can't I can't be mad at the Randy Moss at all, even though he's a butthole in real life. But
1: he's a white, I'm sorry.
2: I say he's a butthole in real life, though.
1: He's oh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, Ma- oh Moss isn't cool.
2: Nah, he's not cool at all.
0: I didn't know that.
1: I thought you see, I, I thought he was cool, like after watching him in I thought he changed his whole
0: attitude. No? He
2: might, he might he might have changed it up, but I know when I interviewed him um when I was doing the uh um the Hall of Fame when he got into the Hall of Fame that year. Yeah. Yeah, nah, he was uh either I caught him on the wrong day or something like that, but nah, he did he did, he was not a nice dude. Yeah,
0: maybe you're yeah, right, man. That's the worst, man. Oh man,
2: that stinks,
0: bro. I hate to hear that. Especially.
2: I mean, bit, but again, I might have caught him on the wrong day. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, you know, not everybody's having a good day. You know what I mean? So.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But there's also, you know, respect and manners and things like that. You know, regardless of who you are, I mean, if I'm having a bad day, I'm not going to tell somebody who's like next to me in line at the grocery store, "Yo, fuck off." You know, I'm gonna... like, <laughs> I mean, I mean,
2: you know, it was. I told you that. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I thought he would have been happy. Like, I'm like, dog, you, you in the Hall of Fame. Like, we, we here at your Hall of Fame celebration, like. Yeah, but he was just not happy that day. I don't I don't know what it was. I, all
0: right, maybe hopefully it just was a bad day for him because I used to not like it myself. I'm with you. And uh yo, you mean Cortland Griffin saying, What's up? What's up?
2: What up, Cortland? Hey, what's happening, bro? All right, yeah, all
1: right. Yeah. I can see I can see Fran Tarkenton there just because of what he did for the team leading to know Super Bowl back in the day. And he was somebody who kind of was a a modern quarterback back then. You think about his mobility and what he was oh, able yeah. to do along with his arm talent. He was definitely a very talented quarterback who kind of gets lost in the conversation because of time. Uh, but Randy Moss, freak, like you said, just <laughs> absolutely ridiculous what he was able to do those first few years with the Vikings. So I can see Fran Targeton If you want to go with somebody who was there longer, who had more team success, but as far mm-hmm. as a talent, yeah, it's Randy Moss, no doubt.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. The only the only player at, that I can, you know, think of, and again, I'm dating myself over here, but the Purple People leaders, Leonard Marshall, was one of those guys that you just did not want to mess around with. I mean, he's, again, not Randy Moss's level, but he may be the next best one on the list. I don't know. All right, uh, let's keep going. Uh, the Patriots, I don't know why they put Tom Brady. That was stupid. All right, the Saints, <laughs> Good with uh, Drew Brees, that guy is their number one guy. He brought you your only Super Bowl. I mean, I, is, is he the one?
1: Yeah, it's a no-brainer, Drew yeah. Brees. I, I always say that the statue outside of Superdome should be Drew Brees and Sean Payton going over a play sheet together. like they, they oh, I, I, I love Yeah, they changed the whole outlook of the franchise, so Drew Brees, no-brainer there. Man
0: I, man, I want to talk more Saints to you, right? The Saints is such a hot topic. We're going to get to them later, plus some wide receiver rankings. Michael Thomas, some people are saying things that you're not going to like, but uh, I know you know better than that. You good with uh, Drew Brees, LA, for the Saints?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to say, like, I not mean, like, Reggie Bush or that, like, you know? I know.
0: Yeah, uh, man, he was disappointing, man. Reggie, but I thought he, I really thought he was going to come in the NFL and not be Barry Sanders. But I, you know that Thurman Thomas, I thought he was going to kind of like live up to that villain. But all right, didn't happen. What are you going to do? Uh, Giants, another LT, Lawrence Taylor. I'm not even going to waste time. <laughs> uh, the Jets, I'll waste time on this one. Joe Namath, that's who they have. Whoever the hell made this. Johnny John even sucks. He's like the 90th best quarterback that ever lived. I mean, there's so many players I could think of. And the first player that came to mind, Curtis Martin. I mean, he's still what? Top five all-time rushing, right, D? I would go with him. Yeah,
1: yeah Curtis Martin, consistency. Another one when it comes to oh, yeah. consistent over time. He wasn't crazy athletic. He wasn't this guy who was just going to burst for 90 yards all the time. But mm-hmm. consistently getting you four, five, six yards of rush, Curtis Martin somebody who did that all the time. And that led to all the yards he gained over his career so i would go curtis martin there and honestly i was going to think of other jets but maybe go like a wayne crabet oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> other guys but nice love- no, curtis, curtis martin i think by far is the, the and maybe throw Darrell reeves in there uh video yeah short time yeah
0: great at during it My man, Brian Weinstein from back home. What's up, man? you got Vinny Testaverde. Oh, he's going back to these days. Nick Mangold, too. I mean, yeah, Nick Mangold was a very good center. And I mean, as old as he was playing for you guys, then uh, (laughs) doing some pretty good stuff. It was pretty amazing. Brian loves his Jets, man. I'm glad that he chimed in over there. But, uh, yeah, I got to go with Curtis Martin. Um, Yeah. Right, LA, you got anybody else in mind? I mean, I Mm -hmm. I to this same college, actually.
2: No, I really like I really like Curtis Martin. Um, I I still remember playing with him on Matt and like and mm. it, it, it baffled me because his his speed was like an eighty eight or something like that or eighty seven, but yeah, he wasn't he wasn't super I, fast. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. super fast, but it was like I was breaking tackles and right, still right. like getting my yards with him. Yeah. Um, so and and not that I was playing, I wasn't playing with the Jets. I actually was playing franchise mode and just brought him on the team. So, <laughs> you know, so I want to make that clear. Like I'm not. Picking- <laughs> I mean, no. unless, unless we play playing random, a random select or something like that. But, but not now I remember Curtis Martin, like he was just unstoppable. And then like y'all said, the longevity, you know, I got to give him credit for that. Just like how I gave Fred Taylor the credit.
0: No doubt. And consistency. Like you said, do you hit it right there? I mean, he, every year he gave you everything he had and it was always You know, good enough. I mean, like you said, four or five yards at a clip, like no problem. He followed his blockers well. He was just a really, really smart player. Really, really good player. All right, we got a couple more here to go. Um, Steelers, Mean Joe Green. They had a lot of great players in their history. All right, so we got Mean Joe Green. We got Jerome Bettis. We got Bradshaw, Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown.
2: We got Troy, Troy Padamalu. Uh, oh, that's
0: a good one! That, wow, talk, LA, yeah. Let's talk about this one. That's, I, mean,
2: I, I mean, I mean, I really don't want to talk about this. He wasn't
0: the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Our resident <laughs> Cleveland Brown fan over here. <laughs>
2: but uh, but not uh, you know, the names that when I think I don't, I don't think me Joe Green. Um, and like I said, it could be because of my age or whatever like that. But when I think about the Steelers, I mean, for you not to even put like, of course, like you know. Big Ben deserves to be talked about as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, like Cortland said, Heinz Ward too. Yep. Um, they they just had so many freaking players, and I hate that. Um, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got them all pissed off. That's for
0: talking about my age, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but nah, um, yeah, and, and then even like with Jerome, like Jerome was like another one of them. Longevity, man, consistent, yeah. Uh, yeah. wasn't the fastest. You know what I'm saying, like I mean, but, you got that Super Bowl at the end, all yeah, that. Yeah, and and that's the one time I did actually cheer for them. Like is when he, when he did it his ring because out of everybody, because my mom is a Steelers fan, um, which uh is probably why we butt heads so much. But I was going to say, how <laughs> do all of you
0: guys even talk? My goodness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, she don't she don't really be into sports like that. But if her Steelers are on, then it's like okay. Um, but yeah. anyway, like, uh, but she she has like the biggest crush on Jerome Bettis. Like she loves Jerome Bettis so. He's such
0: um, a great guy too. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I used to I used to keep up with him and his career. So that was the one time I actually did cheer for them to see him get his ring. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's there's so many players. I, I don't know why they picked me and Joe Green unless they was just trying mm-hmm. to be nostalgic or something like that.
0: Maybe. Maybe that's what they were going with. I mean, again, it's not like he's a bad answer. There's just so many other ones that could be in there, and you guys named them all, right? I mean, yeah, uh, Hines Heinz Ward, again, that's another great one and if we're really talking like for real how great a player was as much as antonio brown is disliked, he was incredible <laughs> you know i mean what he did for yeah. the steals anybody else did lynn swan john stalworth again i'm so freaking out. look at these names i'm mentioning over here God, oh wow all right um jerry rice for the niners or joe mont they put jerry rice would you guys go joe montana or jerry rice
1: mm. i would go jerry rice because he's the greatest as position Uh, With Joe Montana, you can make an argument that he's a GOAT, but he's in the conversation with the top five quarterbacks. With Jerry Rice, it's Jerry Rice, then everybody else. So that's why I would go Jerry Rice. I love
0: that you said that. And for everybody else talking about Terrell Owens and, uh, you know, Randy Mm -hmm. Moss, it's Jerry Rice all the way. Uh, Greatest. But, but yeah, Joe Montana, he's got the four Super Bowl rings, and he did win two Super Bowls before Jerry got there, L.A. So Cortland's liking Joe Montana. This This is hard for me.
2: Yeah, this is this is kind of like that argument, you know, the chicken or the egg kind of thing, right? Because like, <laughs> you know, like when you're talking about a wide receiver, then you also want to say, okay, but who is their QB? You know what I mean? Or vice versa, okay, you got a QB, and then like, um, you know, who is their wide receivers? Like, because like for instance, like with with uh, with Aaron Rodgers, right? We say that like players like um Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, they can make a receiver. Tom Brady can make a receiver. Mm-hmm. Um but we all knew that Jerry Rice didn't need to be made Jerry Rice was Jerry Rice right no doubt. so that's why i think that this conversation is so um actually uh, uh, such a good one because like you said Joe Montana won his rings before Jerry got there but then when Jerry got there then they continued to elevate and then after Joe left like Jerry was still Jerry you know what i'm saying so yes. so so i mean you really like i said the chicken or the egg like you you really it's a toss yeah. up
0: that is a t- that one may be the toughest one out of them all. There's no doubt, and I mean Jerry was still Jerry even in 2000 with the Raiders, man. When he was
2: lighting it up, him and Tim Brown, Rich Gannon was their quarterback. Hey, that was when uh, that was when he uh, he had the two far back braids, right that was yes yeah. yes started. Started.
1: yes yes he definitely
2: yeah. had those he <laughs> had six heads for sure yeah why are you holding no one to these joints yo just let it go Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: look <laughs> <laughs> right on him at all man it, was, it did not look right it was, <laughs> yeah it's funny oh man uh well the seahawks don't have the greatest you know history in the world but part of it started when russell wilson was there they got russell wilson d um Gosh, I, that's tough, man, because you can argue that Marshawn Lynch was more important. You can argue that the defense is more important, but you're going to pick out somebody. And you know how much I love Russell Wilson. So I'd probably lean that way, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, Kirk
1: man. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Steve Largent. Steve Largent? Yeah. Oh, my. That's right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Shoot. I'm surprised you didn't bring him up because a lot of people bring him up as, like, the guy who was the best receiver before Jerry Rice came along. That's right? a good call. Yeah, he was the one that like kind of set the standard for our receivers before then. Uh, but if you're talking more modern, I would go Russell Wilson uh, there. Uh, it's just tough because when they were having their best team success, Russell Wilson wasn't the Russell Wilson we know now. Right. So that's, I, that, I... that's what makes it so tough because when they were there having their team success, it was about like Cortland is saying or Cortland is saying with uh, Bobby Wagner or you could say Richard Sherman. You could throw him in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Cam Chancellor, if you want to talk about somebody who it wasn't a long time, but – when Cam Chancellor was healthy during that peak, uh, he was a monster hitting people.
0: Earl Thomas,
2: Earl <laughs> Thomas yeah.
0: safety, right? Shoot, yeah. all right.
2: I'm, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, and I, to piggyback off of that, that's exactly what I was gonna say, Damian. Like to have Russell is there, I I, I get it, right? You know what I'm saying? But yeah. their success really was that defense, and for them not to name anybody from the defense from the Legion of Boom, anything like that, it's kind of it's kind of wild to me because Russell got a lot of his, I mean. With the with that defense, it was that defense, and then they asked Russell not to make any mistakes. You're right, that's, and that's literally what it was. And he could have had another one if they would have just handed the ball off to Marshawn, so uh, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, yeah I, I can, that, we can argue that. Russell. Yeah. They asked Russell not
0: to make a mistake, and he made a mistake right there at the goal line. That, that was a big game. It was a hell of a play by Malcolm Butler, though. But one of the, I mean, when you talk about one of the best plays ever, I mean, that is definitely got to be top 10 because. They talk about how they practiced for that play. They knew it was coming, and he just jumped the route. It was unbelievable, unreal. Uh, okay, three more to go real quick. Um, the Buccaneers, Derek Brooks, that's who they got listed L.A., Derek Brooks. Now, I mean, he was obviously Hall of Famer, monster linebacker, could have been the MVP of that Super Bowl. I mean, he was great. They have so many they, – they have – Tampa Bay Sneaky has a lot of really – Interesting players like Warwick Dunn, Mike Allstad, um, Warren Sapp, right? I, yeah, I don't know. Um, that and that that team in two thousand two, unbelievable Super Bowl team that was very dominant. Uh, Elliot, let's go to you first. What do you think? They have Derek Brooks, Rondé Barber's Cortland mentioning. That's interesting.
2: I, yeah. I don't have a problem Derek with Cortland. it at all, but if I had to, the I I remember Allstott well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like like that's somebody that really really sticks out to me. For him to do what he did at his position uh, of being a fullback, like we didn't see that from that position um, back then um, normally. And we probably will never, ever see it again because the fullback Mm -hmm. is like really kind of disappearing, you -hmm. know, from from this NFL. So it's only like maybe three teams that use one um, these days. So I got to get a man props, man, for doing it, probably being one of the best fullbacks to ever uh, play the game, man. So him being at the top. You know, and being a goat, I gotta give it to him, man.
0: I like it. I like it. You know, that's unorthodox, but I do like it. and You make a great case. He's one of the most memorable Bucks that they have, and he was a huge part of that team's success and run. Um, they were mostly known for defense, but they still got it done. I know. I mean, that that team they had Keenan McCardell. He went from Jacksonville to that team.
1: they won a Super Bowl with him, deep. But they got Derrick Brooks. You cool with it, or are
0: you leaning
1: somewhere else? So Derrick Brooks, I have no problem with that selection. Like you mentioned, Hall of Famer was a big mm-hmm. part of that success they had late '90s, early 2000s, for sure. But I'm gonna throw a wild card at you, Mike Evans. When you
0: wow! Know, when you
1: look at his career, when you look huh. at his career, a thousand yards every year. Like he's never been under a thousand yards. Extremely consistent. Uh, going into now, this is his one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, the tenth year. Dang, I'm getting old already. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow. I wow. Yeah, either either ninth or tenth. I can't count, but he's at a thousand yards each year. <laughs> very, very consistent. He's got what four Pro Bowls and some All Pros in there. Uh, he's somebody who's going to be definitely all time leading receiver for them by far. Uh, got a Super Bowl now. Going to be part of some very successful teams. So I think that was a conversation.
0: That is so good, bro. And you want to know what people like? Are probably shaking their head. Like, what the hell is he talking about? Here's what you're talking about. He got in the league in 2014. He has had a thousand yards every year, like you said. Last year, 14 touchdowns. The year before that, 13. Yeah, Tom Brady was there, granted, but he still got eight, eight. He had 12. You know, James Winston a couple of times. So that's a that's a hell of a call, man. When you talk about production. That's interesting. It really is. La. He makes a pretty good case right there.
2: Nah, he does. I mean, the the guy has the longevity. He has the numbers to back it up. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not mad at that selection at all.
0: Hmm. Wow. Very cool. I,
2: I mean, like that, the, that. That is. That was, out of, the, yeah, that was out of that was out of left field, though, man. That is
0: out the box, but a good out the box and an observant one as well. I mean, you have a thousand yards every single year. That's really freaking. That's that's impressive. All right, that's a good job right there. D. I like it. All right, two more to go. Um, all right, this is the one that everybody freaked out over because you have the Houston Oilers and the Tennessee Titans. So they put for the Titans organization as a whole, Warren Moon. So all yeah, I heard was, Warren Moon never played for the Titans, but I played for the Oilers. You know, all this, you know, garbage back and forth. Whatever. It's a
1: though, like you need yes, the same organization. Yes, it is the same organization.
0: Well, if you want to split it, Houston Oilers and Titans, I'm fine with that. Going Warren Moon and probably Steve McNair. Like if we're going, you know, modern Titans or am I missing somebody? Derrick Henry, maybe. I don't know. Ooh, I don't know.
1: If if Derrick Henry continues to be productive, he has a couple more of these just monster years. It doesn't have to go for 2,000 yards, but another one, like another 1,500-yard season, a couple more of those, I can see him taking that spot over McNair just because of his production. Uh, But McNair was a monster, though. Uh, McNair having that colon repeat along with Peyton Manning that year, leading his team to a yeah. Super Bowl. I definitely think he deserves the, t- the Titans one. And Warren Moon, amazing quarterback. Hmm. If you talk about the organization as a whole, I would go Warren Moon. But if you're going to split it, I would go Moon, McNair.
0: Yeah, I dig that. I dig that. Um, and Cortland over here, like, he's a Titan fan apparently, right? I think he is. So he's saying that that their goal is McNair. And I'll give you Eddie George or even Derek Mason. Wow. Sometimes I think about the Titans, sometimes I think about Frank Wycheck throwing it back to Kevin Dyson, going up the left sideline, beating the Buffalo Bills in the Miracle uh, Music City Miracle. That's that's probably the most unbelievable play I've ever seen in any sport in my entire life. There was nobody on the planet that could have even conceived of that play happening. It was done so perfectly, and the blocking was so the best play I've ever seen. I think that was in 99. I think that was also ninety nine. Yeah. Best one I've ever seen in my entire life. I just unreal, unreal. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm cool. La, like uh, I'm a D. I'm cool splitting it up, uh, giving Warren Moon the Oilers and giving McNair the Titans. But I, I think Derrick Henry may take that over if he has another few seasons like that.
2: I don't. I don't. I don't even know if Derrick Henry can take it over. To be honest with you, uh, yeah. The way, the way that the way that Tennessee reveres like uh, you know Steve McNair and stuff like yeah. that, like I, I don't. I don't they gonna need, they gonna need somebody to really just come through and like you know just blow the roof off or something like that. Even though Derrick Henry is having an amazing career, how however like I don't know how much longer he can sustain that because they are running him into the ground the basically. Best. Yep. Um so, like they did Eddie George. <laughs> well, they they did it to a lot of running backs. I mean, I was just talking last night about Cadillac Williams and how how they did him. Wow. Um. But uh but yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think nobody's bumping McNair from that spot for a while unless uh unless that boy comes in, uh what's his name? Uh Malik something. Yeah,
0: Malik Willis.
2: Yeah, unless okay. he comes in it not you know what I'm saying, if he comes in and starts like tearing it up or something like that, like I could see another quarterback doing it, but I I, I don't I can't see them knocking McNair off of that.
0: Yeah, we know it ain't going to be uh, Ryan Tannehill. That's for shit sure. I <laughs> 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 All that was in the stadium for that game. Wow, that's amazing. I would have oh, – God. And Earl Campbell's another great call, actually. That's, that is that is a great is. call. Hmm. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I don't even know why I didn't think of that. That's an excellent call. Uh, finishing it out with the Washington Commanders, whatever the fuck they are. Uh, they got Dalla Green, who's – one of the best quarterbacks of all time and the like a freaking missile that guy like a dart he was so fast i mean i could think of maybe john riggins who you know helped them win a super bowl um yeah art monk one of their all-time wide receivers yeah Cortland's going Rigo also i, I could john riggins may be a more popular memorable answer d i may have to go riggins over daryl green even though daryl green he, he may have been like five foot six but he was still pretty incredible
1: Yeah, I have to go green just because of, again, the longevity. Well, he played for, what, 20 years? He played for such (laughs) a long time. Yes, you're right. Yeah, he played for such a long time and was good. It wasn't like he just was hanging on. Like, he was good for the majority of his career there, one of the top corners in the league. So I would go green just because of that. And I get it. I
0: like London Fletcher was definitely an excellent player, not somebody that comes to mind right away, but I like that. I like that. Uh LA, yeah, this is the last one. Would you stick with Darryl Green or would you go, you know, one of their other legendary players? Because it's nobody modern unless uh Chase Young becomes what we all think he's gonna become.
2: No, I, I mean for the for the Commodores, I'm gonna definitely stick no, with I the, Yeah, I call them the Commodores. Um <laughs> but uh no, I'm definitely gonna stick with that pick. But uh man, I, I wish Taylor would have lived longer, you know what I'm saying? Like man, no. he, he was he was having he was on his way.
0: You're right. You're right. He was amazing. Oh, my gosh. that's so. You did not want to go over the middle when he was playing. I'll tell you that right now. He was going to light you up. (laughs) Really. I'm glad we did that, man. You know, that was actually – I like that. That was fun. I'm glad we went through some of that stuff. That was cool. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's get into some more stuff over here. Let's do some more football action. But before, before we get into Mount Player Player, which is going to be awesome. Players have comeback seasons, so we think going to have big comeback years. We're Going to spend a couple of minutes over here. It's old news, but it's an interesting category to get into. And LA, you brought this up with you know Calvin really being suspended the whole year for gambling on sports, and makes everybody think. Obviously, Pete Rose and he's banned from baseball. Is he ever going to get back in? Yada yada. So, in a bucket, if you just put it all together, I'll just give you my quick stance. D, give your and you know LA. I know that. You know, you, you got a lot to say about this, so I'm looking forward to hearing what you got to say. But real quick, you cannot bet on your own sport. You just can't. And the reason why, number one reason, is because you're a player in the league or a coach, whatever, and you have inside knowledge about certain things, especially your own team. I don't care if you bet on your own team to win. There's still something to that, especially if he's playing, which he wasn't. He was not playing. But, you know, if you are playing, that that's a whole other level. You, there is cause and effect there or whatever you want to call it, guys, in my eyes. Because, again, you're a player. Really, you have knowledge. You know your team well. You know other teams. You could be talking to other players. And it's not like having inside knowledge if you're a gambler. That's a whole different story. That's different. That's shady, weird shit. All right? This is a player gambling openly on the sport that he plays in. And it, whether or not it was his team or not, it's number one against the rules. So you just don't do it. All right, Because they have it written. You cannot gamble on sports. You cannot bet on any of this activity. So I agree with it, mainly because you have that inside knowledge. You're in the league and you know more. And there could be a reason why you're betting and different things like that, D. So add whatever you want. I don't even know what your position is. And then, L.A., uh, I want to go to you because you brought it up. And I'd, I'd like to hear what you got to say. So, D., what is your position on that whole thing, whether it's Pete Rose, Calvin Ridley, or just in general? What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah,
1: I agree that, and you're participating in a sport, you shouldn't be betting on that sport, right? Uh With Calvin Ridley, it's a little weird because he wasn't there, Uh, mm-hmm. but he still, like you said, could have some inside knowledge on it. I don't know if I would have did a year because he wasn't there, right, and he was away from the team, and it wasn't his, from what if I remember the reports correctly, he wasn't betting on Atlanta? Uh, I don't think
0: so. I don't think he was. Ellie, did you, did you read it recently? I don't think he was betting on Atlanta, right? No, nah, he wasn't. Okay, go ahead, Dean.
1: So for him not to bet on Atlanta, a team where he would have some information to bet on the other teams, it was a dumb decision, and he definitely deserved to be punished. I don't know if I would win a full year with it, but I understand why because NFL is saying we have to set a precedent. This isn't acceptable. You yeah. can't bet on the sport. We're going to go ahead and lay the hammer down now and scare future players from doing this. So I definitely understand why it was a full length year suspension.
0: And I totally agree. I think that the suspension was way too long. They're definitely making a statement. So you nailed it right there. This is an absolute no-no. This is like one of the biggest no-no's they got, L.A. But again, he broke the rules. He knowingly broke them. He knew he cannot uh, gamble, but somehow he did it anyway. So whether or not it's right or wrong, it's in the rules, and he got suspended a year for it. I think it's a long suspension. I agree with D. But overall, your opinion on this thing? I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
2: Well, real quick before I start, uh shout out to uh Damian and his rocket power shirt. That's uh, that, that's, <laughs> flames, that's flames, man. I love it. Appreciate, um, it. appreciate it. He's always got
0: the best t-shirts, man.
2: But um anywho, man, getting back to it, like it's not even about the fact that he didn't bet on his team. It's the fact that let's not let's be real and and we know that players know other players. It's not like he just only associates with only Atlanta players. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like these players are friends and yeah. stuff. So like he could have inside knowledge to everything that's going on, you know. what I'm saying the league or whatever like that, and, and betting on it. Um, also, too, it made me, which I don't know if you guys like looked at everything, but the thing that made me cringe is, and one of the biggest problems that I think we're facing in America nowadays, especially when we're debating or talking about any type of subject, is that whenever somebody posts something about one person doing something wrong, instead of addressing that actual problem with the solution people want to bring up another problem instead. And mm, I'm like, yeah. you cannot talk about a problem by addressing it with another problem. So in this situation, right, is they were somebody was posting about Deshaun Watson and stuff and how he might get 46 games. That's what I keep hearing. And somebody was like, well, Calvin Ridley got a year. Dude, what the heck does that have to do with anything? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm
0: with you. Yes, I'm with you.
2: Like the two aren't even the same thing. Um, and then yeah. also, again, if you don't like the fact that Deshaun Watson get 46 games, just say that. But mm-hmm. do not sit up there and try to bring it, bring up something else that is completely irrelevant to the argument. And that's why I think that there's so many arguments going on in the world today. Uh, so many arguments going on in sports debating or whatever it is, you know, it could be anything in life. Stop addressing the problem with the problem and just address the problem with the solution, people.
0: I love it, man. yo that's that's real and that's, you know, that's deep at the same time, man. I'm not trying to get all philosophical, but that's the truth. Don't address a problem with another problem. That's that's great. I, that That is excellent. And you know what? You're absolutely right, L.A. That happens all the time. Oh, well, you did. But, well, look at that. No, don't, let's stop pointing fingers. Address the issue at hand. No doubt. I totally agree with you. So, yeah, we're all in agreement over here. You just can't do that. Maybe it's, again, a year is harsh, but. No, you can't do that. And again, it's in the rules. Bottom line, it's in the freaking rules. You just can't do it. That's all there is to it. So don't yeah, do it.
1: And to piggyback off of LA's point, you can't really compare anything to the Sean Watson situation. There's no apples to apples situation with the Sean Watsons. Like it's a totally different situation. We haven't really seen anything like this. Oh, it's unprecedented. Yeah, yeah, that I can remember in any of the leagues. So it's nothing that you can compare it to and say, oh, he should be suspended this long because this person got this or that person got that. They have to look at this situation in a vacuum by itself and determine what they're going to do. Now, like L.A. said, if you have an issue with him playing this year because of what he's accused of, I get it. Right. Because the accusations were nasty and I can totally get why you'd be upset with him being able to play this year. But for me, I would say that he does have the right to play because he's not going to jail. If no matter what you think about what he did, he's not going to jail. There wasn't enough evidence to indict him. So he has the right to do what he does for a living. He just happens to have a job that millions of people pay attention to. So that's why it's going to be so much more light on it. So for me, a lot of people on my podcast, I talked about it. And I said that if I was the NFL, I would go four to six games. I think I would go four because he already missed all of last year. I understand he got paid, but he already missed all of last season because of this. So right. I would if I was the NFLPA I would argue this is really a 21 game suspension not a 4 game suspension because he missed he did, all of he, last season.
2: He didn't miss he didn't miss last season because of this though. Um remember he sat out and remember they were doing like him playing him safety and stuff like that in training camp, you know, bull bull stuff like that and um and basically he had said that he would not play for them unless they produced a trade. You know, he didn't want to be there anymore. Then and, all the yeah. stuff started leaking out. Then all the stuff started leaking out after that. Well, you see, that's the thing, LA. So, now,
0: as we wonder, like, did that happen because of that? Like, was that, a, like, he was trying to get out of Dodge or something, and and that, and he knew that all this shit was, was coming down. And Houston's like, well, we're not going to play somebody with, D, am I, am I on track over here or what?
1: Yeah, so, like, my point to that is LA's correct, right? It all started because he wanted that trade first, and Houston didn't want to play him because of that. But right, that's where we I think it, escal- it escalated. And he didn't get traded because of it. If it was only two accusations, he would have got traded and been playing with somebody. But because it was twenty-two at the time, that's why he never got traded. Even Miami was interested, but because of it, he didn't get traded there. If it was less accusations, he would have got traded and been playing for somebody. So that's what my argument would be if I was NFLPA that it cost him a whole season essentially because of the accusations.
2: And, and to go back to your question, Jason, I really honestly think that especially with more and more information that we're learning, especially with the fact that uh the lawyer now included the Texans in, in the lawsuit, um, I think what we're starting to learn is, is that the Texans knew about it and in and, and some possible cases for uh you know facilitated for them having the girl sign the non-disclosure agreements and stuff like that, right? Right. But then, but then when when the Texans knew that he didn't want to play for them anymore. I think that they were like, okay, well, why are we still protecting this guy if he doesn't want to be here anymore? So now we'll just let it, we'll just let it go. I think they were keeping it close knit because they were like, yo, he's our quarterback. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. But as soon as he said he didn't want to be there no more, they were like, well, there ain't no point of us keeping this secret no more. Uh-huh. Do what, you, do what yeah. you want to do with
0: it. Yeah. That, that's, that, that makes a lot of sense. It does. That really does make a lot of sense. Yeah. These Deshaun Watson, um, <clears throat> conversations, debates, whatever you want to call it. They're not going to stop. They're going to be going on for a while. And it's because we don't have a verdict as far as, you know, a finality. There's no closure to it yet. And I don't know how far away we are from that. I don't know if the judge is going to do what. Again, we'll see. I don't
1: think we're ever going to have true closure to it, right? Because of the nature of the accusations. We're never going to have a true, like, this is definitive. What happened? He did this, this, and this. We're never going to get that. And because of I that, agree. the NFL is between a rock and a hard place. No matter what they do, they're going to get criticized from either side. So I think for their just sanity, they should go ahead and hand down a suspension and just deal with it. You want to, to deal with the circumstances anyway. You may as well go ahead and get it over with.
0: And that's another great point. They're, they're going to get hammered either way you look at it. If they do yeah. s- four games, oh, you only gave him four games. He did this. Look at Calvin Ridley. He got a year. There you go. There's <laughs> the fingerprint. See, that, that's just how it works. It's amazing. Wow. Unreal. Okay. Wow, such bright minds in this show. I love it over here. I love it. This is what we do, baby. All right. All right. Let's spice it up a little bit. Um, let's do some Mount Player Play D, play all right? What do we got, baby? Take the lead.
1: So Mount Player Play is brought to you by Beer Drop, all right? So when you go to a stadium or you go to a restaurant, you're usually spending $10 to $15 sometimes, depending on what stadium you're at, to drink a beer and enjoy the game. But why not have the beers come to you? At only $5 per beer at a nice shipping cost. If you go to 33podcast.com, scroll down a little bit, go to our beer drop link. You have beers from all across the country delivered to you each and every month at $5 per beer. But you only get that price if you go to 33podcast.com and and use our special link. So go to 33podcast.com, use the beer drop link, and get beers delivered to you, all different types of beers. There's IPAs, wheat beers, sweet, sour, whatever beer you want from all over the country. Have it delivered to you at your house, and you can enjoy the game at home in a nice air conditioned environment. Uh, like people got mad at me for saying that about the stadiums last week, but you can have it in your nice <laughs> air conditioned environment at your house for $5 per beer by going to 33podcast.com. So, today for Mount Player Player, we're going over our top four candidates for Comeback Player of the Year. This is very interesting. I really like this idea, Jay. So, let's start with you. What are you. Who is your number four candidate for Comeback Player of the Year? All right, cool,
0: cool. Um, this one's going to probably floor you guys a little bit, and L.A.'s going to get real pissed off at me. Mitchell Trubisky. I think that he's going to have a year. Not, He's not going to wow everybody. I'm not saying that. Like, he's going to light up 35 touchdowns, six interceptions. For the, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that he's got a really, really good team around him. We have questions about the offensive line. We'll see how they shape out this season. They have a really good team. And – when he was on a really good team in Chicago with less offensive weapons, they went, to this, they went to the playoffs for a couple of seasons. So I'm thinking Mitchell Trubisky, believe it or not, actually has a really good chance to get into this running based off the success that the Steelers can potentially have. And we know that Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. So D, I know it may be a weird one out of the box, but I see the possibility.
1: Okay. No, I'm not mad at that selection because if he does have a good year, it's a great feel story. Writers will want to vote for him because he came from being a guy who was ostracized in Chicago for not living up to expectations of being a guy who was picked above Patrick Mahomes, above Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. So if Trubisky come back and have a good year, I could definitely see him getting votes for that for sure. So that's a that's a good sneaky pick right there. what right. right. yeah. Who you got for your number four candidate?
2: Well, first of all, f Mitchell Trubisky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I had him on my list too. I ain't gonna lie. Um, really? Oh, I love yeah, wow. um, I'm gonna go with Khalil Mack. Oh,
0: okay. that's okay. That's that's an interesting one.
2: Yeah, I think you know he he definitely had that foot injury last year. Um, and then going to the Chargers, that's gonna be nasty. They have a nasty little defense over there. Um, so I think with all the different supporting cast members that he has, um, is not gonna be, you know, the teams that we've seen him be on. He has been relied upon so much, you know what I mean? Uh, but now I think in this situation, like he has so many supporting cast members that he'll be able to just kind of just be loose and be free. Okay.
1: No, I definitely like that pick right there. I can see him having a major year for the Chargers. You can't really double team him because of that D-line that they have. So I definitely can see him have a major year, especially in a run. That's where the Chargers, we talked about it so much on yes. our show. That's where the Chargers need that help, and he's a great run stopper. So I can definitely see him having a big year. But my number four, I'm going to go Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson had a lot of injuries uh, last year. Wasn't able to really play up to his potential. I know LA doesn't like hearing that in this division. (laughs) But but I can see Lamar Jackson coming back and having a huge year this year, balling out for them, especially if their rookie receiver shows up and is able to be productive right away. I can see Lamar Jackson coming back and showing us why he was an MVP a couple years ago, for sure.
0: I like it. Colin, I'm not putting up your quote now. For a reason, and I'll tell you why in a little bit, but I like where you're at there. I like where you're at. All right,
1: so what do you have for number three, Jay?
0: Number three, I got somebody who better stay healthy for this team regardless of who the quarterback is, because Christian McCaffrey is the Panthers. I expect him to stay healthy this year. If he doesn't, his career is over. So if the man stays healthy, you know what he's going to do. He's going to give you 2,000 yards from the line of scrimmage, whether it's Baker, Sam Donald it doesn't freaking matter because he's never had a really good quarterback and he can still get the job done and he'll make people better around him. So I think Christian McCaffrey is absolutely a candidate.
1: No, nah, that's a great one. He's on my list as well. And I'm guessing he's on LA's list as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, he he definitely is. So let me shift and go here. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to bring up a uh, JK Dobbins. Oh, um, I like that one. Yeah. Like I, re- <laughs> all right. So was the okay, but yeah, yeah, uh, man. Just unfortunate to see. Well, it, I don't wish players injury. Um, oh boy! Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Look at him just grinning over there. I don't wish anybody <laughs> the evil no, laugh behind no, him. <laughs>
2: no, I, I want to say it the right way because, like, personally, with their whole running back squad going down. It it I mean it really didn't help us when it came to the whole overall part of the season, but you know I was like hey, hey, you know, but uh, <laughs> but no uh, J- is good and um and I think when he comes back I mean that offense fits perfectly with him, um so you know what I'm saying to see him bounce back uh will be um you know and you know as long as it's not against the Browns um I'm cool like I, I really think he can bounce back and have a really really good season especially with that offense. We got, we got two Ravens in there already
0: mentioned, right? Two Ravens already. I mean, and we, we think about them as a team. Obviously, if they're healthy, they can win the North, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit.
1: Yeah, they suffered so many injuries last year. They can win the comeback team of the year uh, because they the whole, <laughs> whole team was out, was out last season. Like, they, they definitely went through it last year. So I look forward to the Ravens being healthy this year for sure. Uh, so you already knew what I was going to have this do on my list. So I'm asking, so I'll go ahead and get them out the way. Can't. Guard Mike Michael Thomas. Oh, dude, he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I have an amazing season for the New Orleans Saints. You know, I had to get my homer pick in there. <laughs> he will have a great year this year. People are forgetting how good Michael Thomas truly is when healthy. I can't wait to see it. Michael Thomas, I'm going 120 catches, maybe 1,300 yards. I can see about 10 touchdowns. He's going to have a monster year this year. Come back the year, candidate for sure, Michael Thomas.
0: Ooh, boy. I love it, man. I love it. We're going to talk top 20 wide receivers in a little bit. And his name is on there. No doubt about it. No doubt. Love all right,
1: it. So man. who do you have at number
0: two, Jay? Yeah. Y'all already messed me up. So I, I, I can't even go on no more. First of all, Carl, I like that one. Chris Godwin. Yeah. He'll come back and he's going to be something else. Yeah, I kind of wish I put him in there, but for real, my number one was JK Domins and number two is Michael Thomas. You guys already said him. So not much more for me to add on. I love it. I totally agree, and great minds think alike. That's what happens on this show, and we just proved it right there. J.K. Dobbins, if he's healthy this year, is going to be a top five running back in the league with the way they run their offense. And Michael Thomas is going to be Jameis Winston's best friend. There's no doubt about it, and it's going to be a beautiful thing, is what I think over there, because he's going to have help from Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry and Alvin Kamara. So there's no reason why Michael Thomas can't have a huge season, and Jameis Winston is more than capable of getting this man 1,000 yards plus, 10, 12 touchdowns. uh, I'm sorry, 10 to 12 touchdowns. Big things, man. So those are my one and two. You can skip right over me because you guys already nailed it on the head, man.
1: All right. So who do you have next, LA?
2: Actually, I'm going to stay on your team, man. I was going to – I got uh, Jameis Winston on my uh, list.
0: Oh, how about that? Oh, D must love this, right? He's having a good time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, LA's uh, a smart man. (laughs) Um no, but I, I think I think that Winston can um have a phenomenal year. Uh you guys already listed all the weapons that he has to throw to. Let's be honest, the, the biggest problem with Winston um with Winston was his decision making, right? It wasn't that he couldn't produce or put up big numbers. So right. you know, as long as he gets that down, um, and then with you know, how long ago was it that he had got LASIK? And that, that was like one of the weirdest stories that I had ever heard. Yeah, it's been a couple of years
1: now, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, but I was like, dog, like dog, you what? You know what I mean? um, But, yeah, no, no, I think he can bounce back. He has some great weapons. Um, You know, there's just – there's things all around him for for him to succeed. So, I I really – I really expect him to have a big year. Okay.
1: Now, I definitely can see that as well. He's probably going to be my quantum leap uh, prediction this year.
0: (laughs) Second in a row. Second in a row. He's off to the right start for you, though, D. I will admit that.
1: Yeah, he was he was off to a good start for me last year. I'm gonna throw one more name in there. I don't know if LA is gonna appreciate this. Baker oh, Mayfield. Sure. Baker wow, Mayfield. <laughs> could definitely win that award if he has a big year in Carolina. I don't think Carolina's gonna be good, but if Baker Mayfield goes out there and has a year like maybe he had a couple years ago, and he's able to lead this team to say they go eight nine. You know, this year and they're just competitive. I can see Baker Mayfield being in the running for the award for sure.
0: <laughs> i've seen a lot man wow oh god LA. <laughs> love hate relationship right there with that one <laughs>
1: man
0: the only the only other guy i did have in there and i didn't know if you would consider this comeback player but i think it is considered because he was hurt for a significant amount of time derrick henry
2: yeah yeah he, i've seen him on yeah. a lot of lists.
0: yeah i think he should he should be there too you know i mean he was one of my was he out long enough yada yada this and that but I think he's the odds on favorite if, if, uh, yeah. if I checked it right. And maybe even, I, I don't know, I don't want to ruin anybody's list, so I'm not going to say anything else, but we'll finish it out. There might be a couple more names out there. Go
1: ahead, D. Well, the next one I'm throwing, he's not going to win it because of optics, right? But he's probably going to, he's qualified because he didn't play last year. He's going to have a great year depending on how many games he does play. Sean Watson. Like, he's not mm-hmm. going to win it because of optics. Like, they're not, they're not going to vote for him. He could have, if he plays, let's say he plays 13 games and throws like 4,500 yards, 40 <laughs> touchdowns, only six interceptions, he's still not going to win it. No. But way. He, there's going to be articles out saying Deshaun Watson should be comeback player of the year, but they're not going to vote for him.
2: Mm-mm. They surely <laughs> won't.
0: Well, I'll tell you, he right now is listed, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth. And I think that's right to your point because he's probably what, if not him or Derrick Henry, he's the best player with comeback odds, like if you again, talking about a quarterback, obviously, but with all you said right there, they're not going to vote for him. He may be suspended, all this and that. Yeah, I'll give you guys the order real quick of the, the covers, and this is according to um, the,
2: Vegas, the Vegas one.
0: This is covers.com.
2: Yes. I think is, that?
0: I think is that the one? All right, so they got Derrick Henry, Jameis Winston second, Michael Thomas third. How about that? McCaffrey's fourth. Daniel Jones fifth. I'm not even sure how that really works out. Is that did Daniel Jones play every game
2: last year? I think he got. Hold on, let me. Yeah, I think he got. He got injured. Um,
0: He did. He did. Right, because what's his name came in? Oh my god, that terrible quarterback backup. I wish Nicky would obviously know right now, but Daniel Jones, uh, Mike Glennon, was it Mike Glennon? Who backed him up? Oh my god, I don't know. That's how bad it was. But J.K. Dobbins is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So he's right ahead of Deshaun Watson. They close it out with Cam Akers, Marcus Mariota, Baker Mayfield, Travis Etienne, who didn't even play, so that's weird. Robert Wood, Jimmy, Schuster, Jimmy Smith-Schuster, and then Khalil Mack.
1: Yeah. So all uh, the, good uh, on
0: D- oh, hold on, D. Just cut out for one second. Hang on, D. We've got to get you popping back in. Those are the odds. Yeah, so I'm – Right up there at the top, Thomas and Jameis Winston, two and three, and Derrick Hen- Henry leads the way. McCaffrey, Daniel Jones. All right. Let's get, hold on. Let me get D back in here, Relling, Daniel Jones was – I wish I could remember the damn backup. I think it was Mike Lennon. Somebody help me out over here and figure this out. I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah, it's Mike, Mike Lennon. All right. Daniel Jones. It was? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what I was going to say before my, my poor internet cut me out – I was going to say that <laughs> they need to have a most improved player for the NFL and not just come back here Because sometimes they don't qualify. Like you said with the running back from Jacksonville, where is he coming back from? He just, he just, he's just got just the- <laughs> back. <laughs> so for him, it's like, you know, but it also it would be hard to say most improved because he didn't play last year. But I think they should have a most improved player as well. I like that. Comeback player. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: just like they should separate the MVP quarterback with everything else. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. We're all about it,
1: all about
0: it, no doubt. Uh, do we got any other names, D, or we finish our list, here right there?
1: No, nah, that was my, that was in my list. All right, all right, I like it. All our names are on there,
0: and uh, again, looking at the Vegas odds, I can't believe Jameis Winston, they do have second, and Michael Thomas third. That's really interesting. All right, all right, Nikki ain't here, but I'm going to do my best to fill in for us. Let's go. I think I don't have to chair dance this time because I'm actually hosting,
1: but you know what I'm going to do anyway? around it. Well, so I can't even hear your music. <laughs> I yeah, I can't. I can't either.
0: Oh, you guys can hear, well, can't hear. Why can't you hear the music? Damn it! All right. Well, hopefully everybody else heard for at least a second. All right. Let's turn it down over Let's here. Look, look so, so crazy, you
1: just dancing to yourself with the headphones on though. <laughs> oh man! <I> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. But the music that only I can hear. Get it out of here. Get it out of here. Gone. Gone. All right. All right. Knowledge with Nikki. Nikki is not here, obviously, so I'm going to take over, and it's not going to be these insane questions that she throws out and drives us crazy every week, and every time we put it out the next day of the podcast, over. I would have failed Knowledge with Nikki. Well, we understand. We know. But, D, we've actually been doing pretty good lately with the, the movie quotes last time, and um, I don't know what the one was before that, but we've actually been doing pretty good. Because I consider that thing like a team effort now. It's not even like me versus you
1: anymore. It's like a team effort. Yeah, it's us against Nikki for sure. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Nikki. But she would be telling you about Reebok right now. All right, Reebok, the deal of the week. Actually, my friend, it's so funny. I work today, my friends were uh, checking out. Like, oh, what? This beer drop and this meat works. And then Reebok, like, what are these sneakers? I'm like, actually, they're Cardi B sneakers. They're like, why? And I'm like, yeah, Cardi B's got these freestyle air, you know, I don't even know what the hell they are. But look at them on three Third and threepodcast.com. So her new sneaker drop freestyle high cardi kicks designed by Cardi with sizes in men's, women's, kids, and infants, believe it or not. So yeah, if you have like a little one-inch shoe or something like that, give it to your infant, have a little fun, get that thing going. Again, third and three podcastcom All you gotta do is go there, click on the link, and we'll set you up. All right, we're doing NFL trivia, you guys. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to flip my fake coin over here. All right. LA, you're first. You ready? (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. All right. First question. What team scored the most points in a single game in NFL history? What team scored the most points in a single game? I don't need a year. Nothing like that. Just a team.
2: Um I'll say St. Louis.
0: St. Louis is not right. D you want to steal it?
1: Uh that's a good guess, though. Those Kurt Warner Rams, I guess didn't have in that yep. record. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go Denver Broncos. Did Paid Manning do it when he's with them?
0: Nope, but I like those guesses right there. They're not dead. They're not dead. But um I gotta tell you that the correct answer is Washington, at that time, Redskins. It was a long time ago, but Washington is the team who did it. I'm not going to tell you how many points yet, because I'm about to ask you that. Number two, how many points did they score? Closest answer wins. Let's see who we got. L.A., you're first. Hmm. Uh,
2: Let's go 55.
1: 55. What do you say, D? I'm going to go 77. You are closer. 72
0: points. Hell of a lot of points. Yeah. 72 points. I believe that was actually against Nikki's Giants. But it was a long ass time ago. It was 1966. Yeah. 72 to 41. They beat the Giants in this game. So, wow.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah.
1: Nuts. <laughs> nuts. That's NFL hey, history. The defense deserved didn't deserve their paychecks after that game. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Pete. You were close on that one. Just five points away. Not bad. All right.
1: L.A., how many sacks
0: did Aaron Donald have last year? Um, I want to
2: say 12.
1: 12? 12? All right. D., what do you say? Uh, I'm going to go 16. 12.5, L.A., nice.
0: Oh. Good job, brother. Good job. All right. L.A., this is your fourth and final question. How many receptions did Jerry Rice retire with?
2: Ooh,
0: um, I don't expect you, obviously, to get it on, you know, nail it on the head, but closest wins. Jerry Rice, all-time receptions Leader, obviously. Um, I'm going to go with, go with, thousand.
2: with How many? 12,000. 12,000? 12, okay,
0: 12,000. D, what do you got
1: uh, i'm gonna go with i'm gonna say 1700 1700 17,000. you mean or
0: 1700
2: no you said 1700 nope
1: nope
0: <laughs> <laughs> well if
2: that's if that's the case
0: <laughs> then then la is right close Closer with that jerry rice all-time receiving yards is twenty two thousand
2: eight
0: hundred and ninety five? Hey, that's I'll something
2: reception. else, I'll, I'll I
0: mean, I'm sorry, receptions, I, receptions, one thousand. <laughs> sorry about that. Okay, D, one more time. What was your what was your answer for receptions? I'm so sorry. I had two questions up there. Receptions,
2: okay. D.
1: Yes, reception, go, go one more one, time. All, one, all over. One, 1700 for receptions. Okay,
0: D says seventeen hundred, and L A. You said how much? I don't even know. You said like 1200, 1200, right? The answer is 1549. So, D, I got to give it to you, man. Not even that far off. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, we got more. D, you're up, but
1: LA, you could steal. What year did the NFL officially start? Uh, Was it 1921? I can't even ask L.A. 1920.
0: You got it. <laughs> that is yeah. nice, bro. That's a nice job right there. Wow. That's I good. I knew
1: the 100-year the anniversary just passed, so I knew there it you was go. Like,
0: yeah. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. That's what it's all about. I'm like, who's going to remember that they just had the 100-year anniversary? That's a nice job, D. I like it. All right. Uh, next question. What team did the Ravens trade with to get Lamar Jackson?
1: Oh. That's a good one. Who had I know, that's why I second asked. For the second pick that year? Oh, that is a good one. I'm gonna say dang, I'm trying to remember now. Cause yeah, they did have to trade back into the first round to get them.
0: Mm-hmm. Ozzy some, making the deal. Oh. I'm
1: trying to think who won the Super Bowl the previous year. They had
0: it. Ah, very good, grasshopper. It's good thinking. Was it? Was it the Patriots? It's not the Patriots. You're close, L.A. It's a good guess. I don't know. Who are you looking at? <laughs> He's searching.
2: He's I'm, looking looking for... at I'm looking at God. Yep, um, yep. <laughs> He's praying. <laughs> good answer. Um, was it the... Man, I'm going to feel stupid for saying it. No, no, it couldn't have been them because they were like this got you
1: thinking
2: oh man uh
1: if it's the other team i'm thinking i'll I'm be upset you're gonna be upset
0: <laughs> i'm gonna let you say it if he's wrong too man alex I mean, trebek got to ding you boy yeah to, <laughs> I, 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 you
2: know, I gotta get dinged but also, i <laughs> I was trying to think about who they lost to. Um, but uh, yeah um, <laughs> He's like yeah but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <that. laughs> I, I don't even I don't even want to say it. it's all over that like
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sound bum it's not, not like every it's not common knowledge I like everybody
1: knows it.
2: Um,
1: yeah. That's a tough question.
2: No, nah, it is a tough question. I I don't um I don't know I'll say your 49ers just for for giggles.
0: I wish it was. D, I think you know the answer. Go ahead. Was the Eagles? Yes, man. It was the Eagles, bro. It was the Eagles. They after beat I,
1: after I said the Patriots. I, I thought about it. I was like, ah, oh, yep. Eagles, Eagles. That was
0: the yeah, they beat the Patriots. That's the, the way you think about it. Who won the Super Bowl? They get 30. Yeah,
2: that's, that's what I was thinking too, but I was just like, I was like, oh, 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 yeah. who was it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and the reason why they did that. It's because they had Carson Wentz, they're like, I don't give a shit. Go ahead and take a margin. Big mistake. That was stupid. Obviously. <laughs> <It> was. <laughs> All right, we got two more questions. It is right now three to one. D. La, you're gonna have to hope that he misses and you can steal. How many wins did Alex Smith have as a starter?
1: Wow. I
0: love random questions.
1: Yeah, now that's t- how many wins. And the thing is, as much as we think about Alex Smith as being like the quote-unquote average quarterback. He did win a lot. Oh, um, sure did.
0: He on some pretty damn good teams. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna go with 135.
0: 135, LA. You got a guess?
2: I'm gonna go 140.
0: I can't give either one of you points. You guys gave him a little too much credit. 100 wins exactly. His actual record is 173 and one. 170. Yeah, I'm it.
2: Okay. I knew he wasn't a he's not he's not a bum like people think he is like you no
0: know? no even though I wish again to, that was my number one what if in the world if the 49ers drafted Aaron Rodgers how many more Super Bowls we'd have right now but it didn't work out that way we took Alex Smith instead all right last one here we go how many touchdowns did Philip Rivers have in his career Philip Rivers how many touchdowns did Philip Rivers throw in his career
1: I'm going to go with 245.
2: 245. D says 245. La, what do you say? um I'm going
0: to go 270. 270. And you guys gave Alex Smith too much credit, and Philip Rivers not enough. 424 touchdown passes. Philip Rivers. Wow. Not bad, right? That's a lot. Yeah. That's no, I knew
2: he was lighting it up, but dang. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, was yep, there you go. that was the final question a little nfl action way back in the history of some of these things not easy answers but guys well done and i got to host an aldrin nikki and not be on the losing end of it all for a change so ah <laughs> oh, nice to switch it up there we go all right all right so we got a couple of categories right. left for you guys before we dip out of here tonight we got some more fun going on so let's have it. Let's have it. We got to cue up a little more music because we love background music on the show, or at least I do. So here we go. All right. I ranked my wide receivers. I went on um, our website, thirdandviewpodcast.com. Thank you for the feedback. I appreciate it. Wide receiver rankings. And I actually saw another list come out today with the receivers that they expect the most from. And one guy's name was way down the list. And I want to get your thoughts about it because of the situation he's in. But. Here we go. Um, you can find it on 33podcast.com. Let's just go over the top five real quick and see if you guys agree with me, what you'd switch around. Here we go. I got Devontae Adams at number one. I got DeAndre Hopkins number two. Regardless of his suspension, how good he is, I have him number two. I got Tyree Kill at three. I got Stefan Diggs at four. And then this is, I got a little caught up over here, but. I don't think it's any fluke at all. I think Cooper Cup is the real deal. So I put him at number five. So I got Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hawkins, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Biggs, and Cooper Cup at five. D, do you like that? Would you, what would you switch? Give me your thoughts.
1: I don't have a big that, issue with it. I can see your reasoning behind that, that list, that order. Um, but I would mm-hmm. put Cooper Cup at two just because of the season he had last year. You think okay. about leading the league in yards, receptions, like, he definitely was killing it last year, you know, triple crown for a receiver. So I'll put him at two. I'll still have uh, Devontae Adams at one. Mm-hmm. And three, I would have Stefan Diggs. Uh, I just, right. uh, I'm a huge fan of Diggs when it comes to his route running and what he can do um, uh, with all uh, the full tree. Uh, and then I would go with Tyreek Hill next. And then I would have Hopkins at five. Uh, all right. And some people think that's crazy having Hopkins that low. Uh, but when you look at those other four receivers, I don't know how you can bump them out of the top four. And you also, there's another one that you can put in that top five. That's not it's hard to put them there, but Justin Jefferson is another one that has a, a big argument to be in a top five as well.
0: I like that too, man. I like that. And I'm gonna tell you where I have Jefferson ranked. And now I think I may have him ranked a little bit too low. But all right, so we have the same players in there in our top five, but not exactly the same order. LA, what do you think of that order? What do you think of D's order? What do you like?
2: I'm more leaning towards D's list, uh, just because like I don't, I like Cooper Cup a lot higher than where you had him at. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, and I think that I think we're about to really learn about Tyreek Hill this season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's mm-hmm. why I would drop him a little bit lower. Not saying he's not talented, but I think we're about to learn about him.
0: Um, you dropping him lower because of Tua, as opposed to to Patrick Mahomes? Is that the reason?
2: Yeah, like I think we're about to we're about to really learn like if he's just that guy, or if it was because he was in the right system with the right quarterback. Um, mm, so we're about we're about to we're about to figure that out. Another like just looking at your like outside of the top five, one guy that that yeah, I think is sure. going to, I I think one guy that's going to really skyrocket though is Jamar Chase. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah, I think he's gonna he's gonna skyrocket. And he's gonna have a he might have an argument for being. A top five current receiver, um, you know, coming <clears> up, <throat> up. Um, even though he doesn't, he doesn't do good against my Browns, but I mean, like, you know. All right. So, yeah. let me ask you.
0: I mean, So, let's say, all right, you think Jamar Chase top five? Who are you taking out? Adams, Hopkins, Hill, Digs up.
2: I think after this season, Hill's gonna be out.
0: R- really? Wow, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So, okay. All right. I mean, look. Obviously, this isn't a Patrick Mahomes, and this is a separate debate, and and I like it. I would want to get into it, but. We'll do, definitely do it another time. But I can't I, – look, he's going to get a lot of bubble screens. you know that. He's going to get some, you know, quick hitches. He's not going to get a lot of bombs down the field. So I understand what you're saying, but he's still an unbelievable wideout. And those bubble screens he's going to take to the house. And I think that – I'm on the other side. I think that, too, is going to impress people this year with, with these weapons. they got so many weapons. You're not going to be able to single up Tyreek Hill because you've got to worry about Waddle, Gusecki, and now Cedric Wilson over there. Man, I, I can't wait to talk more about the AC East, which we're going to do in a couple of weeks, D. But I see big things for them in Tyreek Hill. I get what he's saying. And obviously, it ain't Patrick Mahomes. So, but still, Tyreek Hill is an unbelievable wide receiver. I'm not ready to put Jamar Chase yeah. in the top five yet. I'm closer, D, on Justin Jefferson than Jamar Chase in the top five.
1: I can see that because we've seen Justin Jefferson for two years compared to oh, one for yeah, Chase. Yeah. in the production of Jefferson with Kirk Cousins compared to Chase with Joe Burrow. So I definitely can see that. Jefferson, man, his production these first two years has been incredible. Uh, I think he's definitely going to be somebody. Once, if the Vikings win eventually, that's when we'll start to hear more about how great Justin Jefferson is. But because he's on the Vikings and they just stay around that 500 mark, that's why we don't really hear about him as far as being one of the elite receivers.
0: You're right, man. You're right. The guy's got over 3,000 yards in his first two years. That's not normal. People don't do that. That's (laughs) crazy. (laughs) I mean, that's really unbelievable. Um, yeah, so after that, um, after Cup, I had – this is where I put Debo Samuel. Um, I went A.J. Brown. Some people said A.J. Brown's a little bit too high. All right. Justin Jefferson at eight. I should have put him up a little more. I got Chris Godwin at nine, and then Michael Thomas at ten. Is Thomas too low, too high, just right, three freaking bears? What
1: do you, I don't know. I can see him being there because we haven't seen him healthy for quite a while now. So I can yeah. get why people wouldn't have him up. But I think by like week five, week six, people are be like, oh, this is Michael Thomas. This is the guy that broke the record for receptions in a year. And they're going to be reminded of why this guy is so special. Uh, so I can definitely see him getting up on that list. But I have no problem with him at 10 right now.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, you know, people do forget. And it's they're like, yeah, we haven't seen him in a couple of years. And I totally understand that. It makes all the sense in the world. So I, I get that point of it. But when he did play I and mean, he broke the receptions record... You know, so obviously he's unbelievable, but L.A., does Michael Thomas good in your top 10 with Chris Godwin? I know you'd rather have Jamar Chase in there, and, look, I have Mike Evans at 12, and D made an unbelievable case for him being, like, the Bucs' all-time greatest player. So maybe I have him ranked a little bit too low.
2: Well, I mean, of course, like, you know, when, you, when you're making these lists, I mean, it's like, it's like, what have you done for me lately, right? So mm-hmm. you know what kind of person um, and what kind of player – I'm sorry – that uh, Michael Thomas is, it's just that we just got to see it. You know what I mean? And then again, too, you know, you always assume that a player is going to come back healthy, um, but sometimes they don't They don't come back and look the same. Um, right. Sometimes they re-aggravate something or maybe something leads into something else. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just want him to come back, look completely healthy. And, um, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully for D, like, you know, he, he balls out.
0: Right. No doubt. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. The last we saw of him playing on the field was amazing stuff. So let's see. Hey, he ain't got Drew Brees, but let's see what Winston can do with him. All right. Um, to round it, you know, back out to kind of, you know, close out the list over here. We'll move on to the next thing. Um, like I said, Jamar Chase at 11. A lot of people have him ranked higher. I got no problems with that. Then Mike Evans. I still put OBJ in there, D, because when he plays, he's great. And we saw what he did with the Rams last year. And it's a shame that he got hurt in the Super Bowl. But OBJ is still amazing. He still probably has, if not the best hands, he's right up there in the top three of best hands in the NFL. So he's not even on a team right now, which is unbelievable. But I think whoever gets him is going to be happy with it. Is OBJ crazy for being in the top 20? Or do you still think when he's on the field, he's one of those guys who's a total game changer?
1: Yeah, I definitely think he's still a top 20 receiver. Uh, Uh, It's it's just tough to rank him because of injuries. I think we actually talked about this last time. La was on the show. How he said that Odell's no longer a number one, but he's an extremely high number two uh, because yeah. of his talent. I think I view him that same way. Because of the injuries, he's no longer the guy that we saw with the Giants that's going to make these uh, crazy, unbelievable catches and get you know fourteen hundred yards a year. But if he's your number two, you're doing quite well for yourself. Uh, mm. And I think that's where you where you have to put him at.
0: All right, all right, La, you you agree with that right there? You're on the same page.
2: Yeah, I mean it's just that every time we every time we get to a point where we can have an opinion about Odell, he gets injured. Like right away. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it don't matter what season it is. Like we would be like, "Dang, he's cooking. He's doing great, man." Uh you know, like when he played with the Browns, he was like throwing touchdowns and and different things like that, you know what I mean? Then yeah. then boom, he's injured. And we're like, "Dang, dog." Like we <laughs> Like we my was life. just getting used to you again, you know what I mean? And then you out, you know. And you then, just
1: you just got in the house, you just took your shoes off. You got go, hey, oh hey. right.
2: <laughs> right. So, you know, and then like I said, it was unfortunate for you know, I hated to see him get injured in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, that 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 was crushing, you know what, yeah. what I'm saying? But uh but for him to even be able to be there and playing it and still be able to contribute to the game before he got injured was still good, you know. Um and But again, and the reason why, you know, he's not on the team is because people want to see, you know, how fast he bounces back from this one. Because, you know, like he it was the same. It was like the same knee or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And his rehab is putting them out until like maybe uh, like October, I want to say it is or something like that. So I think what he's doing and what teams are doing is he probably has an interest, of course, uh, but they're like, hey, look, don't worry about training camp. Don't worry about all this offseason stuff. Like, just rehab. Do do what you got to do, and then you know we'll we'll sign you to you know a a year deal, you know incentive, Layton or something like that, and you know you'll be off to the races. So he's probably just waiting to see, uh, you know, how the season starts to shake out. Like, okay, okay, this team is doing good. Now I can contribute more to this team.
0: Let me ask you a question about your team, bro. Um, you think that he'd be willing to go back to Cleveland? No, no, no shot, huh?
2: No, nah, that's over. Um, once uh, I mean, I know the rumors were out there, but he he actually just put his house up for sale in Cleveland about a, a week and a half ago. Okay, so that's on the market. And then also too, um, which I knew was gonna happen is that once once we had to move on from Jarvis, um, there was really nothing that was tying them here, uh, because you know remember they're best friends. So right. that was one thing. And Jarvis, like, sold him on the – I mean, besides us trading for him, Jarvis kind of eased that transition, right? Mm-hmm. But now that Jarvis isn't here, he doesn't have any loyalties or ties to Ohio. Like, I mean, so he. I don't see him – I don't see him coming back to us, man, unless it's just, like – unless we're just, like, running away with the division or something like that, and we look, like, clearly the best team in the NFL at the time.
0: Yeah, D, I kind of get the feeling maybe that L.A. is just going mean, to – when I say L.A., I know I'm talking about the Los Angeles Rams, that is. is going to take him – and be like, you know what, we'll, we'll give you money, and you take your time like L.A. is saying rehab him and have him come back. So he probably ends up back with the Rams. I don't know, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I definitely can see that for sure. Yeah. Like L.A. was saying, October, I could see another team that's in contention, having a big injury. One of their wide receivers goes down, and Odell's the perfect guy to fill in that spot. So sure. L.A. is going to be the first team that's probably on the list, but then there'll be other teams there that may need a receiver. I would love to see him go to Baltimore. Uh, maybe go oh, there wow. and
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. No, no.
1: But that's, what he see, see. Though, man. that's what, that's what yeah, the Martin man. Re- Jackson, maybe having a good connection there. I can see that. And they are going to be in need of a receiver. I can see them being in need of a receiver come October, for sure.
0: Yeah, they're in need of a receiver right now. Yeah.
1: And
0: yeah. <laughs> was their best and only wide receiver that they had, you know, in, in the draft, to, you know, Marquise Brown. Now he's with uh, the Cardinals and when your tight end is your best wide receiver, it's usually not a good thing, I guess, unless you're now Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs. But, yeah, we'll see. All right, um, just closing it out, I like Keenan Allen. I think he still belongs in the top 20. I think Terry McLaurin is a top 20 guy. Um, I had Allen Robinson in there. I think C.D. Lamb cracked that top 20 list. You got a problem with any of these guys I said so far, D? Do you think that he shouldn't be in there? McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, C.D. Lamb.
1: Uh, only thing is I would put Keenan Allen and McLaurin ahead of Beckham uh, okay okay but yeah outside of that I don't see any issues here uh maybe Tyler Lockett ahead of Metcalf Metcalf physically is an absolute monster but I believe Lockett's a more complete receiver as far as running the route tree being able to depend on him in certain situations we know Metcalf can have those just brain fart moments on the field most famously yeah he fumbled right. and they got mad at Shannon Sharp for calling it out when Shannon Sharp was absolutely correct calling it out or having that dumb fumble on the field so he has yeah. those moments but physically if metcalf to put it together the physicality with maybe the veteran leadership of a locket bringing that into his game he'll he's gonna be absolutely unstoppable but he doesn't have that quite yet so i'll put locket ahead of metcalf
0: i think those are very very good points right there i struggled who to put ahead of who because you're right dk metcalf is a monster and he's got all the potential in the world but tyler lockett is like Christine, you know, with his right, he's just, he's he's fantastic. I don't know what the hell they're going to do this year with their quarterback situation L.A. I don't know if anybody's going to catch a pass. Geno, Drew Locke, I I don't know, what the hell are they going to do? What a mess they made. I I heard they're talking to y'all. Like, Go ahead, take Jimmy, please. Like, honestly, go ahead. You can have him. If you want a miserable moment every single, every other week, you got it. No problem. We will give you that. Take him. And that's how, look. In division, for somebody to say that for a guy who's brought you to two NFC championships and one Super Bowl and not broad. It's like, you know, use that word in quotes. Take him, <laughs> please take him. It's we're all ready for Trey Lance. You know what? Honestly, it's really gonna suck if Trey Lance does not pan out. All that we gave up for him, I will, I will cry. I need this guy to be the next. I need him to work out. Please let this work out. I'm begging. I'm begging. Let people stay there. All of it. I just need it. I need a, I know we've been there again. You know, it's it's been '94. It's '1994. I was 14 years old, and they won the Super Bowl. I mean, it's been since then. I've had them, well, I watched them lose to the Ravens, and then of course losing the, uh, to the Kansas City. I need another Super Bowl. You got to remember, I'm also a Mets and a Knicks fan. I have nothing. I have nothing. I need this. I need this, man. Jeez. Yeah. All right, so that was a little rough for you the
1: past twenty years here, Jay. It
0: has, bro. It's not been. (laughs) It's not been good. My teams get there, like even the Mets losing to the Yankees in the Subway Series. We were there in the World Series sixty years ago. We lost again. The Knicks, nineteen ninety freaking four. Also, come on, help me, somebody please. Ninety nine against the Spurs, we had no shot in that shortened season. It was like a fifty game season. We had no chance. It was a joke. Gentlemen swept the hell out of us. What are you going to do? That's life. That's me. So I need my 49ers to do something really big over here. All right, boys. Let's close it out with LA's division over here. The reason we're doing AFC North is because LA is on the show right now. We're going to preview it. We're going to break it down, and we're going to give you our predictions right now. So who's going to finish in fourth place? D, you want to kick it off?
1: Yeah, I know this sounds like blasphemy. Uh-oh. So I got to go, go Pittsburgh. go I got to go Pittsburgh to finish in fourth in this division. Uh, even with the pending Deshaun Watson situation, I feel like Pittsburgh last year, they just did some type of hocus pocus magic and got to the playoffs. <laughs> I still don't understand how they got there and what they did. No. <laughs> <laughs> how they got there. <laughs> like, I truly, I truly don't get it. But I think this year the magic runs out and they have a uh, – That defense – all the names on that defense like tj watt it's not a good defense overall uh mm. that has not really improved and you don't have a veteran like roethlisberger back there to get the ball out quick you're either going with trubisky or the rookie picket i just don't see the team yeah. having a good year i think that Najee harris is going to be the lone bright spot there mm. uh but i see them having a rough year so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go six and eleven for the pittsburgh Steelers. Six and 11.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. That is blasphemous. My Tomlin is freaking out right now if he's here and is ringing, buzzing, going crazy. The man who's never had a losing season is going to be six and 11. Wow. I can't get on board Everything with that.
1: Everything that's great comes to an end. I think his streak of non-losing season comes to an end this year.
0: Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That, I, I can't picture this – I'm sure L.A. is loving this right now. I cannot picture the Steelers having that bad of a record. I, I don't have – wow, I'm blown away by that. I can't believe it, D. And you're a smart guy, so I take what you say seriously, man. I, I That's some shit. <laughs> Six <laughs> and 11. Wow. All right, L.A., who do you think – do you agree with him that Pittsburgh is going to be in last? And do you see that kind of a record for the Steelers?
2: Um, I didn't do records for the division. All right. Um, but I did, uh, but I did have places, um, and then some different things that I seen from the team. So I do have the Steelers coming in last. Um, Both of you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, ecstatic about that. Um, <laughs> uh, it's something that I've been wanting to see for a long time.
0: Uh, LA's dream would be for the Browns to finish in first, and for all three teams to tie with the same exact record in last place. That would be perfect. <laughs>
2: um. Yeah, but, no, uh, of course, their strengths, man, you know, their receiving core, I like their receiving core. They got they got some some young bulls there with uh, Claypool um, and Deontay Johnson. Um, as far as their weaknesses, though, that really, really jump out to me, of course, is – and these two are actually hand-in-hand – hand, is um, I know that they signed some people for their offensive line, but I still don't know if their offensive line is going to be that good. Yeah. Um, but then also, too, you put that with the fact that they don't really – have like a stable quarterback anymore that's a dangerous combination that's a dangerous formula so um i i mean i'm not praying for either quarterback at all um because i really care less uh but uh, um but yeah i i just think that this is like how damien said like it's you know all things all good things come to an end unfortunately um i don't expect them to stay in this in the basement though because they they're they're uh their organization is just so freaking stable and so stellar. Um, So you know that even if they have a couple of down years or something like that, they're going to bounce right back and be in the conversation. So I'm not shedding no tears for them coming in last.
0: Mm, I hear you. I know you're not. I know you're not. I I just can't see it. I can't see the Steelers having that. Even if they do finish last, I can't believe 6-11 is too hard for me to believe. And I'm with you, man. Obviously, it's a major downgrade from Ben Roethlisberger, but what they got from Ben Roethlisberger hadn't been really great over the past couple of years, but they did make the playoffs and a lot of that had to do with their defense. You know, Ellie, you're shaking your head. I know it's. it's- well, well.
2: No, 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 no. I'm, I'm shaking my head about the fact that I think that yes, Ben couldn't just whirl it down the field like how he used to, but that guy was so freaking annoying because he never, <laughs> he never held onto the ball though. He had one of the quickest, like just, he yeah. could just dump it off real fast. So, yeah. that, that's his decision making was really, really good. So, even though they got a lesser version of Ben, Ben still brought the mental side to the field and he brought the right. fact that he could get rid of the ball really quickly. So, I think that that's what's really going to hurt them overall. I can handle
0: that. All right. All right. I get it. And they're all valid points. And, but it's, I feel like we did this whole song and dance with the Steelers before last season. And look what happened. They found themselves in the playoffs in a miraculous way. It's really unbelievable. So, um, L.A., I hate to say it, but I think the Browns finishing last for the most part because Deshaun Watson's not going to be there all year. We just don't know how many games. If, if I knew right now that he was playing the whole season, he wasn't suspended, I'd be singing a whole different song and dance. I might even have Cleveland winning the division because when I, we did our quarterback rankings last week, I had Deshaun Watson either fifth or sixth, whatever it was. I think this guy is incredible and he can do anything to Mahomes. Allen, Rodgers. He can do anything that those guys can do. He's that good. So all that being said, they have a great running game. They have a great offensive line. They have a top five defense. They can do really well this year. But if they're not going to score points consistently, they got a problem. So if Deshaun Watson is out for six to eight games or more, I don't think they can win and get in the playoffs. So right now, with that speculation in mind, I have him at about eight and nine. But if Deshaun Watson, I knew he was playing all year, I'd probably say something like 10-7. and seven. It'd, be, it'd be a different story. But I just don't know. It's too much of a wild card, no pun intended, for me to think they're going to be a playoff team. And Jacoby Brissett, I'm not knocking him. I like him. But is he going to do much better than what Baker Mayfield did with all that talent around him? Yeah, you just got to manage a game. But is that what's going to happen? And, again, this division is really tough. We're going to keep going over it. I got Pittsburgh in third place with just a one-game better record. See, I don't think they're going to be miraculous. I think they're going to be 9-8. and eight. I don't think they're going to be some great team this year. And I definitely don't have them going to the playoffs, but this whole division is really tough as we're going to keep going over. So I got the Steelers in third. I had the Browns in fourth. But, again, a lot of that is predicated on Deshaun Watson's potential suspension or likely suspension. So that's why. Otherwise, I'd be all over Cleveland right now. So I don't know. D, who do you got in third? Is it Cleveland or somebody else?
1: I got Cleveland in third uh, because right. I believe Baltimore being healthy this year. They're going to play a lot better. And like you said, with Deshaun Watson missing, possibly six games, that's going to hurt. Now, I do believe in Jacoby Brissett to be able to hold down the fort for four to six games. Now, if it's longer than that, if it's 8, 10, 12, that's where you get into trouble and you could see them finishing last place. But Brissett's a good backup quarterback who can hold down the four, especially with that running game. They run the ball. He just makes throws here and there. That defense is still good. I can see them playing well through that. Uh, so yeah. I have them finishing nine and eight this year. They could make the playoffs. Uh, I have to like look at all my records to see if they're going to make it uh, through my predictions, of course. But I have them finishing third behind Baltimore and, of course, Cincinnati. I still trying to go back and forth in my mind right now between those two, honestly.
0: I know. Uh, yeah. When you talk about <laughs> top, it, it gets real tough. And uh, L.A. ain't loving this right now. But I mean, look, no joke, L.A. Cleveland is one of the best rosters in the NFL. When Deshaun Watson is their quarterback, they really do have one of the best rosters. But I can't count on him right now. I just don't know if he's going to be there or not. That's why I have him down there. But who do you got in third? Is it Cleveland or did you be a real? You know, you're you're very unrealistic. All right.
2: Go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore in
2: third. I actually had a Bengals in third.
0: Bengals in third, so they're dropping down. All right, all right. How many wins do you think they get?
2: Uh. I'm not clear on that. Cause like I said, I'm still, still going over that part right now, All um, right. but I have them in third because of the fact that I still think that there's some things defensively that they need to address. Um, even though I know a lot, a lot of people didn't give it. Like, I think that honestly them making the playoffs and going to the Super Bowl, I think they got hot at the right time. They got hot at the right time. That's and they point. also, they also took advantage of, um, you know, teams in their division, uh, you know, Baker was hurt, all everybody on the Ravens except for Harbaugh was hurt. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh and we knew what was going on with the Steelers. So like they took advantage of that as far as being um, you know, in a division or whatever, and then like and then they just caught fire, which is what you're supposed to do, you know what I'm saying in the playoff run. Um, but I just think that they come they come back to earth. And like I said again, I think I said it on the show before, is that um it's an actual fact that mo- that a lot of the teams that make it to the Super Bowl they they normally have the year after it's a down year. Yeah. And, um, so with everybody else getting healthy in the division, of course, you know Watson is always going to be a question mark for right now until we know. Um, but with everybody else getting healthy and stuff like that, I just think, and then also too with everybody seeing with the that the Bengals were able to go to the Super Bowl. Now, like, people are really going to, like, gear up and play against them. Like, they're going to have yeah, that target. target, target. Yeah. So, that, that's why I think they're just going to have an overall down year.
0: I understand that. And history would kind of dictate that. So, you definitely make a lot of sense in that area. And I also agree with what you said. They really caught. I mean, they didn't even catch fire. They caught luck in a bottle. And, 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 and just, look, they almost even won the Super Bowl. Let's not forget that. They were up 20-16 to 16. in the fourth quarter with four minutes left. And they almost stopped them, all right? And then when the Rams took the lead, Burrow passed it, had a great pass to Jamar Chase, took it down past midfield. I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, Cincinnati is actually going to come back, either tie this thing up, go to overtime, or maybe even win it. And then Aaron Donald took over all So what happened on third down? And then on fourth down, um, you know, we, he got the sack on third and then on fourth down, he got to Burrow. And it's, Burrow spins around, throws the ball. I'm like, oh my God, who's going to catch this one? I thought, but nope. So... I'm but with you. Let's That's not
1: also forget that Chase was open on that play. You're, You're right. When, Donald, when yeah. Donald got to him, it could have easily been a Bengals Super Bowl victory if it was for Aaron Donald, for sure. You're right, man. You're right.
0: That's they, I mean, they really caught a lot of luck last year. But at the same time, they are good. We know that Joe Borrow is absolutely the real deal. There's no denying that. So everything from LSU, if there's any questions, he, he already proved that he could play in the NFL, and he's going to be one of those top five guys. Some people already have him in the top five. You know, pair that with Jamar Chase and, of course, um, running back, why can't Joe Mixon, you know, uh, Higgins also, you know, so they can score. Their offensive line had been the shaky question mark, and the defense definitely exceeded expectations the way they were playing last year. So, yeah.
2: yeah but they, the, the, thing, the thing with the Bengals, though, and, and this is another reason why I kind of weighed it like this, is because their strength is also playing into the strengths of the defenses because if you pay attention, like, if you look at the AFC North, like – the Ravens have an amazing secondary. The Browns have an amazing secondary. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. The the Steelers are pretty good in the secondary as well. Like so, we we all like prepared for them and their receivers. And and actually, you know, like when the and um, I think Burrow had talked about this on a podcast. He was just like, "Dang!" Like he was like, "I just never can beat the Browns." Like I don't know what it is. Like we're undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Like we're undefeated. We're undefeated against them. Like even last year, we went undefeated against them. So I think everybody else in the, in the you know in the division like is really they've really built themselves around to make sure that they could face that kind of threat that kind of um, that air um, air assault that they have. All right,
0: all right. Well, they definitely have an air assault. I mean, yeah, Burrow had a game over 500 yards. He threw for last year. Chase went over 200 yards a couple of times. Yep. Five is there. It is there. So all right. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, Nicky had a nice call. That shit. Cincinnati was going to be a sneaky team last year. And they were—they snuck all the way into the Super Bowl and almost won the damn thing. All right, so you got Cincinnati in third place. So who's in second place? LA.
2: You're Cleveland Browns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Or> Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Not
2: no, like realistically, like how y'all said earlier, um, we our roster is really, really good, especially on the defensive side. Um, really, really good. Um, the weaknesses that we do have though is like in. It may not even be a weakness if, if we get what we can get out of uh, out of my guy, Perion Winfrey, but our defensive tackles are are definitely like a weak spot for us. Um, but, you know, with us bringing back Clowney and stuff like that, that answered a big giant question for me. Um, so that, that helped out a lot there. Um, and then, of course, you guys already know about our running game. Um, and then if I had to pick another weakness too, I would probably say our depth at wide receiver because, yes, we have Cooper, we have uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, but then after that, it's like, you know, we got a couple of X factors still to kind of iron ourselves out. You know what I mean? Like, they, they have talent. They have things like that. But if you're just, like, on the outside looking in, you could say, like, dang, well, who's these guys at re- receiver? You know mm. what I mean? So so that's that's another kind of thing, too. And then also, too, we need to see if, if David Njoku is going to make that leap that they're expecting him to make. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, there is some questions and everything. And then, of course, the biggest question of it all is Deshaun Watson, even though, I like the fact of who they picked to be his backups because if you looked at like our, our last couple of years with Baker, it would be Baker and then it's like Case Keenum and they're completely different skill sets. Right. So, but when it comes to um, Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, and then Josh Dobbs, I'm not saying they're all as good or can be as good as Watson, but they're it's like, you don't have to change up too much. You know what I mean? Like it's, they all kind of like have a similar skill set. So I think that that was another big deal for us, too, uh, to be able to get somebody to line up behind them like that. All
0: right, man. All right. Definitely making a good case. Like I said, D, I'm with They got a great roster. There's no doubt about it. And look, Deshaun Watson's just going to make him that much greater when he gets under center. So I'm I'm here and there. So you got Cleveland in second. Uh, D, who you got in second?
1: I'm going Cincinnati at number two. Okay. LA does make a great argument for them being at number three, though, for sure. Like, they only went 10-7 last year. Like I said, they caught fire in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. And you do usually see those teams take a step back. I do Mm -hmm. think they continue off that momentum, though, just because they have something special there with such a young team that Mm -hmm. caught fire. It's not like when the Giants caught fire those years and came right back down to earth after Mm -hmm. making it to the Super Bowl. It's Mm -hmm. a team that has more of a cohesion and more just that young core that's building together. Uh, So I do think they continue to improve. And the offensive line got better. That was their biggest weakness last year was the O-line. It did improve that. So I think they can finish second in division. I can see them getting 11 wins this year for sure. Uh, they were able to, like I said, improve on their weaknesses. And Joe Burrow only is going to get better. Chase is only going to get better. Higgins is only going to get better. I can see Mixon continuing to improve as well. Uh, so because they're so young and because they don't know any better, they don't know that they're not supposed to do that that <laughs> year. They <don't, laughs> like, they're yeah. like, oh, we did this is what we're supposed to do. We did it. All right, well, let's go back. Like, they don't know that that was an anomaly or that was a – a kind of a weird thing that happened for them to make the Super Bowl. They don't know that at all. So I think mm-hmm. they can improve on that and will be really good this year. But L.A. does make great points. So I wouldn't be shocked if it happened because he does make some great points there.
0: I wouldn't be shocked either. And my second-place team, I went back and forth. I'm with you, man. I ultimately ended up going with the Bengals winning the division. So I'll talk about the Ravens. Let me finish over Cincinnati. I think they can win the division. And a big reason why is because what you just said, they're too dumb to realize how good they are. So they're just going to go out and play. They're young. They're stupid. They're having fun. They're football players. They're loving it. And I don't think that – I just think Joe Burrow is one of those coolest quarterbacks. He's one of those guys that's just going to go out there and play every game hard and make plays that you just are, are going to wow you. He's, he's, he's going to be a great quarterback for a long time. So I really like what Cincinnati has. And, again, on paper, they did nothing but improve from a Super Bowl team last year. So why not? The Baltimore Ravens. Absolutely, I can see them finishing in first, but I got them one game behind Cincinnati. I got the Bengals with 11 wins, 11 and 6, and Ravens at 10 and 7, because everything is revolved around Lamar Jackson in that offense. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a great thing because he's so freaking unbelievable. It's like nothing we've ever seen in our entire lives. But if you put too much on him, he's going to eventually get hurt like he did last year. And you cannot replace Lamar Jackson in that offense. Because it's predominantly a running offense. I've talked about with J.K. Dobbins. Your best receiver is your tight end. Baltimore's definitely going to have to improve on defense and offense. There's no doubt on paper. But, again, what if these key guys do get hurt? We saw what happened. We saw what happened when Lamar Jackson's not in there. That worries me. Joe Burrow, yes, he got hurt the year before last with an ACL. Anything can happen to any quarterback. I do love Baltimore's roster. I like the Bengals' roster just a little bit more. And – I don't think that – I think that, unfortunately, and God forbid, not going, I don't want anybody to get hurt, that if Lamar Jackson gets hurt, that's just much more worse for the Ravens than, you know, if Joe Burrow were maybe to go out for a few weeks. But that's the thing. I don't see Burrow getting hurt as much now since they've stirred up that offensive line. They're going to get the ball out of his hands quick. I think they've realized from the certain mistakes that they've had in the past. So that's why I got Baltimore there at second. I'm not – look, L.A.D., It wouldn't shock me at all if they finished in first. That's how good they are. That's how great of an organization it is. That's what an MVP Lamar Jackson is. But they all got to stay healthy and together. And I do have legitimate question marks about that defense right now because a lot of their big-name players are gone. And they've kept the culture, no doubt. But I'm going to wait and see this year. I think they can be scored upon. And they did get scored upon last year by a few teams that shouldn't be scoring on them, like Detroit. And then that shootout with Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City's got a great offense. Some can't be wrong, but... No running game. They weren't so great against the run. I do. I just have a lot of question marks about Baltimore right now. Too many where I can say, all right, I'm all gung ho. They're going to be back 100%. It's too much Lamar Jackson central. You know,
2: that's I could, my
1: problem. I could definitely understand your hesitation with Baltimore for sure. My thing is just from a law of averages, they shouldn't have as many injuries this year. Just from <laughs> just, just the universe. They shouldn't have that many injuries again. Like it's it's. For them to have that many injuries back to back would be unprecedented, for sure. Yeah. So I just think on that standpoint, they're going to be better because when they are fully healthy, they're a really good team. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think, he has something to prove. He's hearing all this stuff. He saw the ESPN list where he's not in the top ten quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's is, is crazy. So he's seen these things. I think he has something to prove, and. I made the jokes last year. All their running backs were stay-at-home dads last year. Yup, <laughs> Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell who's now going to be a professional boxer. Like, right, right. <laughs> like, think about that and the fact that now they're bringing back a J.K. Dobbins and those yep. other running backs. And you said J.K. Dobbins because of that system and because defense had to respect Lamar Jackson so much, he's going to go crazy. Average is like what five and a half, six yards a carry
2: yep. in,
1: in this offense. Uh He has he has such a dynamic attack because of lamar jackson so i see this team being very very good that secondary is going to definitely be better they last year it was just humphreys by himself out there i Mm -hmm. think they're going to have a a better secondary because of the health this year so i can see them going 12 and 5 this season
0: okay 12 that's that's a hell of a lot of wins right there 12 and 5 especially in this division where you know you think they're going to lose maybe half of them go three and three and maybe be every team in that division the way that it is. So, L.A., obviously, you do agree with him. You think Baltimore is going to be the cream of the crop in the AFC North. How many wins do you think they get in one?
2: Uh, I'm not sure about the wins again, but I will say that, um, I, I like how Damian said, like, they, it's a lot. They can't get that injured again. Like, that's crazy. It, they would have to, like, do an FDA investigation or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like if they got injured like that again. Um I know everybody wants to always point out the Ravens wide receivers, right, as a as a weak point, but to me with them having, like, a Lamar Jackson, they never really – like, you've seen them try to bring in a number one type of wide receiver, and it just don't work out. Like, I mean, he doesn't – you know, he loves Mark Andrews, right, and then whoever else gets open, they get open. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. So, like, him having a star there I don't really think is is too important um, in that scheme that they have up there, Right. Um, also too, uh, what Damien said about uh Lamar having something to prove. Not only does he see the disrespect of him not being on a certain list, but he also just seems the Sean Watson get one of the biggest bags ever, right?
0: Yeah, and his contract
2: yeah. situation is coming up, and he represents himself like he doesn't have an agent. So that's right, he's gonna go out there, he's betting on himself. So he's gonna he's gonna have a lot to prove because he wants that bag. Um, you know, he loves Baltimore, Baltimore loves him, but he wants to get paid. So, that's gonna be actually the most one of the most interesting storylines that I'm gonna be following this season is to see uh how how Baltimore um you know deal, deals with that contract.
0: That should be look. I mean, Lamar, if I remember, even step on the damn field, the practice field until I got a new contract, he is the Baltimore Ravens. They revolve their offense around him and they're trying to protect him more. They drafted Todd the bomb this year. So, you know, you see what they're doing. They're working from the line of scrimmage, which, Damian, you know, I've been preaching and Lamont, you know, also my entire life. It's all about the line of scrimmage. You got to win over there. But the yeah, cornerback has still got Marlon Humphrey. You got Kyler Fuller who can play. They definitely got guys. But I just worry about the offense so much, like where are the points going to come from? And can you just keep giving Lamar Jackson the ball all the time and he's going to be running all over the place when the play breaks down? That's the one thing, one of the things with him. I mean, he, Lamar Jackson, don't get me wrong. He can go through his progressions. He can do it. Sometimes he just chooses not to and says, you know, I got a better chance getting eight to 12 yards than me just taking off right now, so I'm going to do it. And he's been, for the most part, really lucky getting away with it and not getting injured over here. But Rashad Bateman, step it up, man. Marquise Brown is out of town now. They got nobody else. Devin Duvernay, sorry, that doesn't do it for me. Like, they're just, there's nobody there. No one there, so it's got to be Mark Andrews, and it's got that team is going to have to rush for well over 2,000 yards this season in order for them to be successful. I just that's the thing, I don't know where I all this it
1: between Lamar Jackson, uh, JK Dobbins, and Edwards. I can see them getting 2,000 yards, running the ball for sure. You're gonna have to, that's the thing. I, I don't know,
0: Lamar, this, this is the thing, it's not even on Lamar, guys. Who the hell is he throwing the ball to? Well, is
2: Another thing, too, and that's why I don't really like to do wins this early is because we got to remember all these NFL teams are carrying like the maximum players they can can carry on a team right now. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite points of the offseason is when they have to trim down the rosters because you see so many surprise names get cut or, you know, you see these injuries in training camp or something like that. But when them cuts start to happen, when they start trimming them rosters, you see some surprise names get cut, right? Uh, because of whatever situation it is, whether it's they, you know, they don't vibe with the team no more, whether it's a contract situation, whatever it is, we see some surprise names every single year. So that's why I'm not going to just say like, okay, damn, who's there. Uh, because like they can really, they can still add, you know, based off of all this other stuff that's going on.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. They need to add. I don't D I don't understand why they can't get, a big-time wide receiver, or at least somebody who's respectable in the league to come over and help Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews out in the passing game. Because you know what? As great as they are, guys, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, as great as they are, if teams know that they're going to be running the ball one way or another 80% of the time, they're going to catch on. I remember that game a couple of years ago, and it's just an example where the Chargers had their number. Do you remember when the Chargers played the Ravens that that uh, playoff game in the wild card game and the Chargers beat him up. Lamar could yeah. do nothing, did nothing, nothing until the fourth quarter until he decided to start running all over the place and then actually made a comeback and he was throwing the ball well. Don't get me wrong, but I think about that. Like if they're going to, if teams are going to say, look, we're going to sell out on the run one way or the other, defenses are going to start having more success against them and Lamar's not going to want to run the ball as much because he's going to get hurt. This is what I worry about, guys, and he's not getting any younger.
1: No, I definitely can see your concerns with that. But they've had been able to have success in the passing game, even without a big name receiver, because the running game brings so much attention. You have to I mean, point I like that. And yeah, like and uh, the safety step up. Next thing you know, Lamar Jackson's throwing to, you know, a Duvernay who can take the top off of defense. That's one thing he's good at because he's so fast. Mm-hmm. Or a Mark Andrews going a deep cross or across the middle. They're really good at those type of passes. And I think that Lamar Jackson's passing game has improved so much. The game against the Colts last year, if I remember correctly, on Monday Night Football is where we really saw, like, yeah. the peak of Lamar Jackson being able to pass the ball. I think he completed, like, 80% of his passes that night. It was an absolute just clinic of what he put on. He can do that, and you still have to worry about him running the ball. So when he does that handoff like this and that – Defensive end is looking in. He can't just come in on J.K. Dobbins. That's why J.K. Dobbins is able to get six yards because he's frozen. He has to stay there and protect the edge because as soon as he goes in, Lamar is gone for 12 yards. Absolutely. You you know the run is coming. It's so hard to stop because you don't know which run is coming. Okay. With certain teams, it's easy to load up. Like with Derrick Henry, you know it's going to be Derrick Henry up the middle pretty much. Mm -hmm. It's kind of easier to load up on that compared to when you have Lamar Jackson out the side, or you can have Gus Edwards do a swing or whatever the running play is. It's so hard to load up because you don't know what's coming.
0: Yeah. LA let's let's, you make great points and, and to carry off that, like I'm saying, it's not really on Lamar as much as it is the players around him, but those are great points. Steve, and that's a great rebuttal LA. What he said where, okay, well, if we know that they're running, they think we're running the ball, but well, let's use it to our advantage and let's let Lamar loose because he's absolutely right. Lamar Jackson can throw the ball, Throw it accurately. His MVP year, 36 touchdowns, six interceptions. So he can throw the ball. I just worry who is getting the ball on the other end.
2: Yeah. Like I said again, like I I don't think their scheme really needs it. I I don't – like they just – you know, they just need somebody capable because like how Damian said, like I I really hate playing against the Ravens, man, because you just – you just don't know. Like you know what I'm saying? Like when we was able to contain him for a little bit and then he had his little poop break thing and then came back, <laughs> like, like we were containing him the entire game, then it was like he just got it out of his system and then came back and just he literally like,
1: got it out of his system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then and then, you know, and then crushed this like after that. Like it's so it's so tough, like scheming for him, man. Um, so right uh but yeah, I like I said, I mean, I understand what you're saying, uh, you know, Jason, as far as the you know the the things and the questions that you have as far as their roster. But, man, the the Ravens are just dangerous, man. They uh, are. And so, yeah, that's why that's why I got them at number one. Hey, man, look,
0: there's a reason why they even remain competitive last year without Lamar Jackson because they are a great organization and they are tough and they do represent everything the AFC North is about with smash mouth football, black and blue games. You're coming out on a stretcher type shit, so I totally get it. I totally get it, and look, I I am rooting for Lamar Jackson. I'm one of those who absolutely roots for the guy because he is that special. He really, really is. So we will see. I know that Nikki's husband is loving that right now with uh, the Ravens talk right here. But uh, yep, the family night. And we didn't even see Ma for uh, for uh, knowledge with Nikki this time, but that's okay. It was football, so she missed out on an all right one. That's all right. So all right, you guys got Baltimore winning division. I still think Cincinnati by a game, but time will tell. And I can't wait to watch. This is going to be an awesome division watch it really is they're going to beat each other up and i don't know who the hell is going to be healthy come playoff time and who's going to come out of it we'll see but we're going to talk a lot more about it all nfl season long all right so we got more action coming for you but we're about to get out of here before we do it la third and three baby you're in we're freaking happy about it but you do a lot more stuff so tell the people what's what they're missing what they need to know
2: well, thanks again for, uh, for having me. Uh, it was a, it was an honor to be able to, you know, uh, re- uh, replace Nikki for, for this week. So I know the queen will be back next week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so hopefully I did her proud. Um, but uh, yeah, um, you can definitely catch me uh, writing for the third and three podcast.com. And then also too, um, you know, uh, we do Brownstown USA. So uh, catch, uh, catch us over there at Brownstown USA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, where we, um, you know, we covered the, cover the Browns. And like I said, hopefully some other things will be coming down the pipeline, you know, um, just trying to get more into, you know, sports again, getting to that groove again, you know, because, you know, COVID kicked everybody's butt for a second, you know, yeah. and had, had to realign some different things. So, um, but no, again, hey, thank you guys again for welcoming me into the family. And, um, you know, I came ready to get back to work.
0: Uh, man, like we said, you've always been in the family. We just had to sign the official documentation over there so everybody else knows that you're always in the family, man, and we are very freaking happy that you are. But it's, Look, it's, it comes full circle, man. It's LA, like going back 10 years ago, and here we are again, man. It's a beautiful thing. So I'm really excited about what you're going to bring, and I know that you're going to bring in people, unique visitors. Con, I just, con It's going to be awesome, man. You're like, you're like a magnet, bro, so I'm looking forward to it. Indeed, you're the real deal for a reason, bro. All right, tell them what's up, man. Your show kicking ass. You're doing beautiful things all over. Plus, and by the way, I had a freaking blast on the NBA uh, draft show that you did, man. That we had. I had a blast. It was so much fun. I still need to know who's got the best team in that NBA all-time draft, but you did a great job organizing that, man. And I had a lot of fun doing it.
1: I appreciate that, man. Yeah. So you can find me on social media at the Real Deal WDA. Uh, That's the real deal. W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in alpha. I'm very active on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok now. Usually see my head popping up on different things, (laughs) doing reaction videos. It could be to a boxing match. It could be to an NBA rumor. It could be just my trade ideas. It could be anything that comes to mind. I'm throwing things out there all the time, so please go ahead and follow me. I'm definitely very active and will, you know, follow you back and interact with you on social media, especially, you know, Twitter. That's where most of the time I'm at. But then the videos will be everywhere. As far as the podcast, The Real Deal with Damien Adams, go ahead and subscribe to it now. If you're listening to the 33 podcast, keep that good content in your life. It keeps your blood cl- cholesterol down, keeps your blood pressure down. And it keeps you healthy, man. So keep that good that good content in your life by subscribing to The Real Deal with Damien Adams. Jay just referenced the last episode we did an all-time NBA team draft, where five of us made our own leagues of twelve teams each from the NBA's history, right? And uh, right now, Mike Patton has the most votes for best league, Uh, so hopefully, some more votes will come in. Uh, The fix is in. The fix is in. I don't want (laughs) to But Mike right now is winning. He definitely made a great argument for his league. I can see the marketing background and the journalism background definitely came into came in handy when he was making his arguments for sure. Uh, but go check out the episode, man. It was a very interesting episode. Definitely a lot of knowledge was dropped. And I love the different strategies we all had going into this about building our leagues for this. So I'll be dropping in at least one or two episodes of that a week. Of course, I'll be here. I'll be writing for thirdandthreepodcast.com, everything from NFL, NBA, inboxing. Any of my WNBA content will be on the threepointconversion.com, uh, definitely covering the Phoenix Mercury for the rest of this year. I'll be doing, I'll be covering the game tomorrow night. So if you want to see like my post-game interviews with Deontay Rossi or Scott Diggins or whoever else comes up, go ahead and just follow me and you'll see my content from the WNBA on my social media as well.
0: Freaking beautiful, man. You know, we, we have that term 24-7 in life. D's 25-8. He's got an extra day in the week and an extra hour in each day because there's no other way he can get all this stuff done. It's just not humanly possible. God bless you, man. It's unbelievable what you do. Great work. Guys, I am Jason Fearman's at Sports Profit One. That's the number one on Twitter. I got the number one team over here. Nikki will be back, I think, in a couple weeks from now because we have a little uh, vacation coming up. But we might sneak a little podcast in on you next week, and then we're full go. Everything NFL, obviously, bringing, breaking down every division. We did the AFC North today. We did the NFC West and the NFC South. Got a lot more coming up for you. So. Keep it tuned in over here all right 3rd and 3 podcast wrap we'll see you later peace